It's been a crazy news weekend, man. There's been like so many different stories. I'm just sitting here looking at everything. Yeah, Trump's tax returns, Project Veritas released this evidence of voter fraud, and they're going to be have they've got more coming. James O'Keefe tweeted about this, and then we have riots still happening at the same time. I hope you guys are all ready for like 15 October surprises because the New York Times is basically rewritten this story about Trump's taxes. Now there's a story coming out claiming once again Trump's a racist. There, all these stories are popping up about all of the nasty things Trump said about various races. I just don't believe any of it because the media does nothing about but complain about Trump. But we have one story that I think outside of all of the political insanity is really interesting. It's the Louisville cop charged with wanton endangerment in Breonna Taylor case. He's pleading not guilty as judge orders him not to have any firearms, despite attorney arguing he may need to protect himself. And the funny thing is, and it's an, I don't mean funny, haha, I mean like strange is that we literally just had a dude in Louisville fire a bunch of bullets at cops, and he also only got charged with wanton endangerment. So we're going we're gonna to open up with that. Tonight, we are hanging out. Um, we got Ian, of course. Hi. Ian's chilling. That's, that was Ian. We got Cassandra. Hey. <laughs> Cassandra's chilling. And, uh, and Lydia's hanging out. Uh, we still have to set up Lydia's microphone, though, but we're, we're making progress. We're making progress out here in the middle of nowhere, and it's good fun. So uh, make sure you hit that, uh, smash that like button subscribe, hit the notification bell. We're live Monday to Friday at 8 p.m. But uh, we're just going to chill and hang out and take it easy and talk about, you know, a cop potentially getting murdered, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're laughing. It's so ridiculous. Let's just take it easy and talk about the chaos. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Yeah, we it, it, the riots went, you know, we had, we had uh, what riots across the country last night. And I woke up in the morning and I was like, I'm talking about voter fraud because of James O'Keefe and, the, and that huge release he did. And then I was like, it's like the first morning in five months. I haven't said, well, there was a riot today, you know, because the big like, I, I couldn't, you know, the New York Times and James O'Keefe dropped these big stories like last night. So that's literally what comes up. But let's do this. Let me give you some context and we'll start with this story about the Louisville cop. So from the Daily Mail, Louisville cop charged with wanton endangerment in Brianna Taylor case pleads not guilty as judge orders him not to have any firearms despite attorney arguing he may need to protect himself. Brett Hankison pleaded not guilty to endangering Brenna Taylor's neighbors by firing bolts into their home during the March 13th drug raid. Hankison was fired from Louisville Metro Police in June. During the raid, Brenna Taylor, 26, was shot dead as she stood next to her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, in the hallway of her home. Three cops fired 32 shots, six, six of which struck Taylor. Only one shot was fatal. Hankison, oh, is, is it Hankison? Yeah, they spelled it wrong. Hankison's charges stem from firing into a neighboring apartment. Two other cops are present have not been charged. They probably won't. But here's what I want to, I want to show you this story from the New York Times. They, uh, this, this is, I've got to be careful what I show here. Video shows gunmen firing at police during Louisville protest. One man among hundreds of peaceful protesters, oh, okay, fired a handgun at police officers in Louisville, Kentucky. Witnesses caught him on camera. When a gunman fired at the police during a protest in Louisville on Wednesday night, the shooting was captured on camera by live streamers, protesters, local reporters, and New York Times journalists who were filming just yards away. They're going to mention two cops got shot. They're going to explain everything. But this dude, I don't know if they have it right in the beginning. He was charged with wanton endangerment. So consider these these two circumstances. And we have ongoing riots. And so we'll just, uh, you know, I don't know. What do you guys think? Should this cop have his gun taken away? I give it to you, panel. I think that it's insane for him not to have his gun. I think he'll be in extreme danger. And if anything happens to him, his family should sue the crap out of the city. Um, you know, if you go on social media, there's millions of threads or pro, well, I'm being a little exaggerating, but 
there's threats against this guy constantly. People are calling for his head. I mean, he's been doxxed. They have his address. You can find all of his information on Twitter, all his relatives' information. Why shouldn't he be able to protect himself? I mean, these people are shooting at cops. Should he plead not guilty? Of course. I think so. I don't think that um, he should plead guilty. I th- I mean, I don't know if the state has no contest. Do you guys know what no contest is? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, you know, are you familiar? Not Basically, really. it means like you're pleading, you're kind of pleading guilty, but without admitting fault. So like, you're not going to fight against it. And so I guess you have these two cases. The craziest thing to me about this is, is it wanton endangerment if someone shoots, like if you're standing there and someone shoots a guy next to you and hits him in the femoral artery, like that, that's, that could kill you. And then you panic and start shooting. Is it wanton endangerment because you missed? Versus this other guy in Louisville who was at a protest against police and started firing wildly at police and then shot two police. You know what I mean? That seems much more intentional than the first one. The first one seems careless and sloppy. The second one seems intentional and kind of vindictive. I don't know. Yeah, it feels really obvious and like pointless to even talk about. Can you define wanton endangerment? Yeah, we should look it up. Yeah, why don't Google it? Let me pull it up. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of obvious, right? I think it's like reckless disregard for human life. So if you're acting in a way that you're not taking into account that you could kill someone, then that would be wanton endangerment. So was the, was the guy at, uh, who was at the protest against police who ended up shooting cops trying? Are they arguing his intent? His intention wasn't to kill people. That's what it seems like. And it's insane to me. What is wanton endangerment? Whoa. Why did the that's weird. A Kentucky grand jury indicted one officer on wanton endangerment charges in the Brown and Taylor case. The grand jury announced Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. We know all this. The word wanton. Are you serious? They're just pulling up a dictionary definition. It means merciless and inhumane, being without check or limitation. Wanton endangerment is in the first degree is a class D felony. If convicted, each charge holds a possible sentence of up to five years. Taylor, an emergency medical worker, this we know. So what is what is wanton endangerment? Is that it? A little bit. There's a legal definition. Where is it? According to Kentucky law. Where? Oh, there it is. A person is guilty of wanton endangerment in the first degree when under circumstances manifesting extreme indifference to the value of human life, he wantonly engages in conduct which creates a substantial danger of death or serious physical injury to another person. Okay, here's why I want to show these two stories, because they both happened in Louisville. Yeah. The guy at the protest where they're yelling, you know, like they literally spray paint kill cops. Then he pulls out his gun and he's like, bang, 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 you know, I think like 14 times hitting two of them. And they're like, that's wanton endangerment versus a cop who was told, like, here's a warrant. Go to this person's house. If they don't answer the door, you can break the door down. They open the door. They, they break the door down. Do, other cop gets shot, hit in the femoral artery. And then he starts firing back. And they're like, mm, you you missed. So you're the same as the guy who was, you know, shooting at police. Right. I think the dude that was shooting at the cops is way more guilty of wantonly doing it. Well, like that's mercilessly, the, right, 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 right. if mercy, mer, lack of mercy, like I don't think the cop that was firing at Brianna Taylor's boyfriend was doing it out of a lack of mercy. He was just, just in a craze because his buddies was bleeding out right. and afraid for his life. Yeah. So what do you think happens when this guy gets, uh, I mean, I mean, I just feel so obvious and pointless to even mention like, okay, so this guy's going to get found not guilty. He pleads not guilty. He'll be found not guilty. And then what more riots? Probably. Yep. And then I'll wake up in the morning and it'll be like uh, another day, another riot, I suppose. I mean, could you charge him for something for firing indiscriminately into multiple apartments? But I mean, is that just because he's bad at shooting? I don't know. He was panic. In the moment, though, you're even if you're the best shooter in the world, when somebody is shooting at your 
your cop partner or whatever, your teammate, you, you kind of go into a fog. I mean, I don't think that he was like deliberately like, I'm going to just shoot, bang, bang. I think he was, you know, it was a stressful situation. These moments are really tense. I don't think you know how you're going to react or how well you'll shoot or anything like that. Um, I don't understand how that could really be his fault. It, it's, if anything, it seems like an accident. Whereas somebody shooting at cops is trying to do murder. Then, then, well, but, but then maybe we should take his gun away. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. If he was panicking and firing yeah. his gun. Yeah. Then maybe. I did an interview with an NYPD detective once. And he said that there were many circumstances where he, his life was in danger. But he did not draw his gun because he was worried that would just escalate the conflict. And it would result in, you know, it would just jump straight to the physical confrontation if he went for his weapon. So he just tried to, you know, talk the person down. And he said he's still alive. It worked, right? But here's the problem, though. This cop has been doxxed everywhere, right? They know where his family lives. He ha- He's gotten threats online. You can pull up Twitter, pull up his name. You're going to see a million like this guy should be dead. If they've already publicized that he's not going to have a weapon, that makes him a sitting duck. That, yeah. That was my other question. Why on earth... Would you publicize the fact right. that you're gonna not this man's not gonna have a gun? That's insane to me. That's like a murder sentence. That's like a death sentence. Yeah. Seriously. If they were gonna do it quietly and take his gun away quietly and keep it out of the media and make, like leave it, you know, up for interpretation, maybe this guy's armed, maybe he's not. That would at least give him a degree of protection by publicizing I've, it. He's screwed. Yeah. I think if we if we look at the the letter of the Constitution, there's nothing barring anyone ever from having a gun yeah, right why should he not have a gun i don't get it well i mean because he panicked so so the the, the point of the story i was telling with the with the NYPD detective was he told me there's nothing more dangerous than a scared person holding a gun there's clearly things more dangerous than a scared person holding a gun but i get his point like if people don't know how to handle themselves in stressful situations they're not trained properly we saw it in new york where the cops were firing trying to hit the suspect and they hit like seven innocent bystanders whoa yeah, something like that. It was crazy. And so there's a question of, okay, if that happens, maybe that person should like lose their gun privileges. You know, so this guy, he goes in, he was told to go in, he was doing his job. It was a really awful, tragic situation. And he started firing. He's a bad shot. Well, he missed. But wasn't it the case that the bullets went through the wall into the other apartment? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure. So that's a little different too, because it looks like he's shooting where he's not going to hit anyone. And then if it goes through the wall, that's. I think that's what happened. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was what happened. I'll just tell you this, man. It's really it's 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 been really crazy. Like, I hate Twitter. I'm seeing people tweet about this and like all the other breaking news. And it's like people are all like, for the most part, low information belligerents in the culture war. They don't they don't read about this. They don't question the intent. They don't question the charges. They're just like. You know, uh, lock him up and throw away the keys of murder. And other people are like, he's innocent. Nothing. You know, it's like, well, hold on. Have any of you like just read. You can't even talk to people about it. Well, if, maybe if he shot through the walls, he wasn't panicking then. He was just missing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, but but the, the other cops apparently did testify that they were telling him to like calm oh, okay. down. Like he was he was agitated, is, is, freaking out. Is he the guy that hit the no her? No. Okay. Apparently he just like fired several times and like. I don't know, something out of a cartoon, like panically panicking, you know, panicky, blindly firing. But so so anyway, look, I don't think I, I don't think we know the answers, but I think it's very obvious that we're go- all going to. OK, let me put it this way. Sometimes it's really boring to talk about this stuff because it's like 
I agree. I agree too. I agree with you agreeing with him. It's like, we get it. We know what the answer is going to be. Okay. Does this guy, should, should he have his weapon, weapon taken away? Mm, I guess not because people don't want to kill him. Did he, did, is he guilty of this crime? Mm, I don't know because he was responding to a threat. It's very different from the guy in Louisville. And then you just have like, I don't know, no room for, I, I think the, the, the bigger, the bigger issue that I see is just social media in general and the conversation around all of this and what results and why he loses his gun, right? These people, these cops are only getting charged because of social media. Mm. And you'll get these leftists saying things like, it's a good thing. The activists stood up and it's like a bunch of people march into the police department with pitchforks and torches and smashing windows and they go, okay, fine. I don't, I don't think that's justice. It's mob rule. Yeah. It's mob rule. It's, it's, it, I guess the, the other problem is what happens when there is no justice and no one does anything about it and then cops end up doing bad things or anyone does something bad and gets away with it. Well, I was tweeting about this the other day, actually, and people got really mad at me. But um, one day there's going to be a case that's so egregious and there it really is a lack of justice. And nobody's going to listen to Black Lives Matter anymore because they've cried wolf so many times. But I, I it's maybe and I say maybe because they seem to riot for like the worst possible people. Right. Did, did you did you guys see the update on the Jacob Blake story? No. The one about him being Kidnapping. kidnapped. Yeah. 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 I didn't. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize this when I was first reading the story and it kind of went over my head and I was surprised. He we knew he stole this woman's keys. We were told there were kids in the car. That wasn't his car. So whose kids were that? What, whose kids were that? Uh, I, I guess I don't know if he had kids with the lady. So if they maybe were both of their kids or whatever, that's still kidnapping. Mm-hmm. And so then the lawyer came out and said, the woman yelled, he's got my 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 keys. He's got my kids. And the cop was like, what do I do? Dude's holding a knife. Think about like this dude, Jacob Blake, and how awful he is. He he pinned this woman down, a, a, allegedly, according to the, the, you know, why they wanted to arrest him. And he abused her, you know, against her will. I'm trying to keep the language family friendly. And then he left. She files a police report. He gets a felony warrant. He shows back up. She panics. She calls 911. He steals her keys. Her kids are in the car and he tries taking off with it after fighting cops. And then you get all the NFL players putting Jacob Blake on their helmets and they're like, can you imagine being her? Yes. Well, didn't her mom tweet stuff about it? Like, yeah. And they suspended her account. I think actually, I think it was her aunt. I could be wrong, but yeah, they suspended her account because Mm -hmm. she was like, what are you guys doing? You're glamorizing this guy who victimized my niece. Yep. That's, that's mob rule. Yeah, you have this look on your face. He's a dirtbag. Yes, he is. He sure is. You're like, what? <laughs> like a- yeah, dude. Yeah. And, and then and then think about they're, they, they're painting his name in the street. The players yeah. are putting the, his name on their helmets. Amazing. Yeah, that's crazy to me. So when this first went down, somebody was pointing out to me how bad I should feel about Jacob Blake because his kids were in the car watching him get gunned down. And now I'm like... Okay, so that didn't happen. What well, else have we not been? No, told? I, I, I think they're his kids. I guess because they were they reported that it was his kids. Maybe they had kids together. You know, maybe it was like an ex or something, and he was harassing and abusing her, which is even worse because now it's like a domestic, ongoing abuse circumstance. Now you've got a, this guy's literally a domestic abuser, and then you see people dancing in the street, screaming his name, wearing shirts with his name on it, spray painting his name on the ground, cheering for him. Get what did he, what did he get? Like two million dollars? Yes, yeah, I love like it. Ugh. And on top of all of this, like the alleged abuse from the the initial incident between Jacob Blake and the woman that happened in her bed while her child mm-hmm. was there. Wow. So her allegedly her, she said that her child was in the bed when he abused her. And then 
everybody's like father of the year yeah. and i'm like she, the kid was in the bed yeah yeah they were oh, sleeping six-year-old i believe oh my god oh what's 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 that subreddit uh noah get the boat is that <laughs> yes, what it is that sounds right i don't know <laughs> it's like a reference to like just wipe out humanity just like flood yeah, flood like, you know get here. the boat we're out of here it's it's over Time for another flood this is you know there there was uh somebody who tweeted earlier today about um trump and I don't want to drag them, but they said something like, you know, Trump could do something really offensive and his supporters would find a way to be like, woo, and cheer for it. And then my response was Trump could do something seeming like innocuous and then the left would find a way to, you know, I, so I basically said Trump could overpay his taxes by millions and right. they would find a way to claim he paid no taxes. And then all of these people were like, oh, here he comes defending Trump. And I'm like, no, I'm making the same point, making the exact same point he was making that you guys sit here pointing the finger at the right saying all of those people are bad. And then I do the inverse. All those people are bad. And you all freak out in exact, the exact same way you claim other people freak out. Proving my point. So if, if politics is now based on whatever group is angriest, what, what, like what, what's the next thing that's going to happen? We're going to arrest like some little old lady baking a cake because she used like chocolate icing on a vanilla cake and then everyone freaks out and they're like, you can't do that. Ah! And then if, 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 if everything is just based on how angry the group gets and we start prosecuting and arresting people or cheering for criminals, could you imagine a justice system built upon like fault, like mob emotion? That's, yes. that's, yeah, I guess so. That's kind of what we're seeing. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. So I see the social media thing and then I see them handing out sentences that people don't deserve and painting criminals names on their helmets. To me, that's like a perfect storm. Yeah. And Jake Gardner was the perfect case of it. I mean, right. yeah. there were no charges against him. The DA said it was self-defense. And then they start protesting at the DA's house and causing, you know, chaos in the streets and they get their way. And now he's dead. Yeah. So it's, for those who aren't, aren't familiar with the story, Jake Gardner was defending his bar, was defending his father. They were, they were rioters tearing up Omaha. He came out. He warned him. He had a gun. They attacked him anyway. He fired warning shots. They fled. Some, this other dude jumped on his back, put him in a chokehold. 18 seconds, he was being choked out. And then he fired over his shoulder, killing the dude. And then they tried charging him only because the community came together and demanded justice. And then the dude killed himself because that's not justice. They took his business, took his home, all his friends, and then they're going to take his freedom. And that's, that's, that's like, that's where we're at right now. And I have to wonder at what point conservatives are going to start being like, all right, defund the police. I've like, seen it. I see it in my mentions every day on Twitter. Just saying, do it. Yeah. Especially the more libertarian leaning ones. Like, especially when you, you guys saw that uh, woman with the, wasn't wearing a mask in Ohio. She got, oh, she yeah. got tased and arrested. No. Yeah. Did, I heard she had asthma. Did you hear that? I didn't hear that part. I heard that, uh, so that's basically the gist of the story. She's like sitting in the bleachers with her family. They're social distancing and this cop comes and tries arresting her and she's like get off me and then she gets tased i read somewhere that she had asthma i don't know if that's true but why you know it would make sense she person has a medical condition yeah gets tased and then i got really angry because they all started arresting worshipers which i'm sure i don't know if you guys have seen this one no. yeah. they were singing in a parking lot where was this like in utah or something i don't remember where it was idaho or iowa i don't know cops came and arrested people for singing in a parking lot without masks on so you know you, t you take that and you take the stories uh, of these like these DAs arresting or, pro or not arresting, but like prosecuting like, a dude defending his business. And then someone like Jacob Blake, is he even being was he arrested and charged? Um, he they issued the warrant on Friday and he killed himself on Sunday. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, Jacob Blake. Oh, Jacob Blake. Um, yeah. What's up with this? They dropped the charges against him. No. Didn't they? 
Did can I you look that up? They did. Look, yeah. Wow. Well, I know that they at That's least crazy. put him on hold while he was in the hospital. I don't know if it Dude. got dropped fully or what, but I remember reading it and being like, "I'm turning off the internet. I'm done." <laughs> like, man, is it is it is it time to just like build a fortress and retire and then like? Build no, you can't hide from this stuff. Come on, we man. Tried, but, the well, United well, States tried to be isolationist in the past, and Hitler rose to power. You can't be well, isolationist but, but, about no, this. But I know, I know. But like, what if we built like I don't know, just like a bunch of auto defense turrets? Like, well, you know, yeah, we should do that. But anybody comes don't, near, don't hide. <laughs> Keep going out there while the auto defense turrets are holding the base. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you fight back against this. You know, you know, when I saw those worshipers get arrested, you know, the first thing I, I thought was what I realized because they're not going to do anything about it. They're not. They're going to complain and go, oh, oh, harumph, you're arresting me. And it's messed up and they shouldn't be arrested. There's not going to be a riot. No one's going to smash a window. No one's going to go out. So they bend the knee to the extremists because they're like, please don't smash my windows. But the worshipers, I lock them up. It's like in Milwaukee, the guy who was sitting inside his house with the shotgun defending himself. Yeah, like, he gets arrested. He's the one arrested. They were out there for hours screaming threats at him in bullhorn, and he's the one who got arrested. <laughs> it's because the people who are on the right and who aren't the rioters, they know that these people are going to comply. They're not going to cause a scene. They're going to do what they're told. And so it's easier to arrest them than it is to arrest exactly. people that are rioting. Exactly. I, I warned that would happen, too. And now it's just getting worse every day. Now it's the cops who are going to jail and it's the criminals who are getting cheered and millions of dollars and NFL's praising them. Think about how, how crazy like things have gotten. I don't know if you guys watch It's Always Sunny. You guys ever watch It's Always Sunny? Yeah. A couple times. You ever see the one where they dress up like cops and then go around just like shaking people down? It's really funny. Oh. Sounds like them. They, they go to like a, uh, it's like a, hot, a guy, uh, it's like a hot dog stand and he's like, hey, for you guys, here's some hot dogs. And they're like, yeah, they keep coming back and demanding more. And then Dennis is like, you're trying to jam me up. You're trying to jam, give me the hot, you know, it's really funny. But I, I bring that up because it's like as cops, they get a free hot dog. People are nice to them. That's not, that's not the way things go anymore. Now it's like the cop goes in the Starbucks and they get, they get, they get the stink eye and everyone hates them. But you know what this does? I have to wonder if it's kind of on purpose because then it makes cops angry and short. Cause now they're going to be like, I don't care. You don't care about me. I don't care. Whatever. Now they go out and there's some person who has no idea what's going on, you know, doping about like minding their own business. They jaywalk and the cops like, I've had it, grabs them and says, shut your mouth and gives them a ticket. And they're like, why was that cop so mean to me? Then they go and they find this group of people who are like, the cops are bad, aren't they? And they go, yeah, what's up with that? So they're like driving this hate and this anger. The cops get angry and then it just makes everyone angry. And then it gives the, the, the left the justification when cops act a fool. Like, I don't, I don't, uh, there was a video in Seattle. I think it was Seattle where the cop r was walking his bike and he rides it over some dude's head. Jeez. I admittedly yeah. laughed too hard at that video. I watched it like 20 times. I can have a sense of humor about things, but think about it. Like this dude was just doing some hippy dippy lay down. Right. The cop could have just picked him up and then, you know, cuffed him and, and walked him away. If the, if, if you've got cops who can't keep their temper, I get why he's mad. But that video is going to go viral and it's going to be used as perfect propaganda. It's going to go viral on Facebook. It's going to make somebody a ton of money. And then it's going to make people hate cops even more. It's crazy to me that cop did that and nothing happened. No charges, no complaints. Like, I mean, you got to remember that these riot cops are taking like extreme amounts of abuse too, though. For sure. Some of them are oh, bound to, to be like, screw you people, you know. But shouldn't. So, so I'll, I'll tell you what. If you have a bunch of protesters that are acting peacefully and one of the protesters starts freaking out and starts, you know, swinging at people, shouldn't the protesters stop him? Like there was that one video where the guy was hammering at the ground and they grabbed him and threw him to the cops. 
And oh, I didn't see that one. That's cool. I, th- I think it was right. Exactly. So if there's one cop who's like sees a guy lying on the ground and then runs his bike over his head, shouldn't the other cops grab that cop and at least relieve him of duty for the night? Yeah. Because imagine you remember Scott Olson in, uh, the in chalk Oakland. Guy? What was it? The guy with the chalk. No, no, this was in, uh, the guy who got shot in the head with a tear oh, gas right, canister yeah. in Oakland. Yeah. There's a, this was back during Occupy. This dude's just standing there. He's like, he's really just standing there, like his eyes half closed almost. And then all of a sudden he gets hit in the head by some kind of less lethal and just like drops to the ground. Then when people tried running to grab him, you see a cop actually chuck a flashbang at him oh. and then it goes boom and then everyone like jumps away. And that made all of the protests bigger and last longer. So I'm saying if you see a cop who's like, I'm really angry, so I'm going to ride my bike over this guy's head. The other cops should be like, dude, don't mess it up for the rest of us. At the very least, take him and tell him to go home. Yeah, because it could have been an accident, too, though. No, nah. could have been. <laughs> he went right for you know. him. <laughs> that's that, that's a thing. Like somebody somebody posted this really annoying meme where he's like, if if you're uh, anti Antifa, that means you're pro fascist. And so my response was like, if. Uh, if there are a bunch of people who are like anti-Islamic and they're like, you know, they're violent. So I complain about them. Does that make me like Islamic or pro-Islam? And they were like, it makes you pro-Islam. I was like, does it really? Like, I, cause I don't think that's true. And I said, what about Christianity? What if there's like people who are going around, you know, attacking Christians? If, if, if I say that's bad, don't do that. But I also think we shouldn't have religion and government. Does that make me pro-Christian? No, it makes you pro-equality, pro-human rights. Plus, being anti-fascist doesn't mean that you're against anti. That you're against fascism. You can well, call yourself anti-violence and beat the hell out of people. <laughs> well, so here's what he said. I was I, I mentioned like smashing up businesses and stuff. I was like, okay, tell me this. What should I do if people claim they're anti-fascist and they're white and they go around smashing up the black community? Acknowledge that they're fascist. No, well, it's, or at least it's, it's, it's 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 not fascist. It's authoritarian. Right. But his response was, then you need to learn to empathize with why people would feel the need to do that. That's true, too. No, 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 no. You have to do multiple things in that situation. No, 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 no. A bunch of white, upper-class, suburbanite progressives going to Atlanta and smashing up black businesses. (laughs) There's there's no empathizing with that. You have to empathize because if you just keep killing the people that act like that, it will people will never stop acting like that. You have to figure out why and address the root cause as well as cancel the people like I I, I, I I get it, bro, but it's because they believe stupid things. For the and, most and, part, and so, I think so, yeah. You don't have to empathize. You can understand, and you can try and be like, hey, that's dumb. Stop doing that. But so if, if you know, I, I bring this up because it's like I totally get the cops are under duress. They're being attacked. They got bricks. Dude, they threw a Molotov at a that line of— A huge Molotov. And that could—that's that's not just going to kill you. If you survive, you're maimed for life, like horrific maiming. Like people don't realize you, you like you, you, you have pores in your skin to keep, you know, from like, you know, uh, from the moisture escaping. When you get scar tissue, it dries out really fast because your body's not, the pores aren't putting, the, you know, getting the oil out or whatever. I'm not a biologist, something like that. And so when you get burned, you've got to constantly, you're constantly skin's cracking. You're constantly, you, you have to wear gloves or something to cover it. Throwing a Molotov at someone, it, it arguably worse or scarier than just even shooting at them. Cause when someone starts shooting, you can get down. You get shot, you can get surgery, you can get fixed up. You get your skin seared off. That's crazy. I'm not going to empathize with a cop who's, you know, super angry and freaking out and then attack somebody. I'm not going to empathize with a protester or any of the protesters who don't stop the extremists from committing acts of violence. But I'll tell you the main difference. When Antifa goes out and they're throwing explosives, the rest of the protesters are like, they respect the diversity of tactics and they just stand there. 
at least the cops can get in trouble, right? There's, there's, there's no circumstance, in my opinion, for the most part, where the protesters are going to be like, we better have a council, you know, meeting about, you know, that, that John Doe Antifa guy who was throwing explosives, never going to happen. But if you get a cop who does something bad, there is still a possibility, even if it is not nearly, you know, uh, likely enough, the cop's going to get in trouble. Or that some other, other persons, like think about the, the, with, uh, with Brianna Taylor, you had, one of the, one of the cops testified, the dude, uh, Hankison was like stressed and he was like, dude, you got to chill. That kind of hearing will never happen with Antifa. Right. They don't talk to cops. They run away and there's no accountability for any of them. So basically, you know, I look at the two groups. I see one as particularly more dangerous, unaccountable lunatics running around smashing things. So I get why the police are trying to stop them. But if the cops go out and one cop gets really angry and then pushes a journalist to the ground and she hits her face in the ground. Boom. Congratulations. You just made 10 more protesters. It's going to make everything worse. So I get it, man. Cops got a hard job, but nah, man, They're like at a certain point, you combine things like that. You combine that with church goers getting arrested, getting fined, you know, women at, at like, I wouldn't be surprised if we come to a point where you'll, you'll start, see, you'll, you'll start seeing conservatives be like, I'm not, I'm not going to defend them right now. Nah, you want, you want to arrest a gym owner and a small business owner. Why would I defend you? And that was that was kind of happening earlier. No, that was happening after Milwaukee real, real bad. They were like, you know, what's going on here? Go ahead. Defund the Milwaukee police. Yeah. Like everybody was saying that. I do think it's hilarious that Minneapolis like failed. You know, they they all so the city councilmen, you know, they all voted to defund the police and then crime skyrocketed and then they couldn't defund the police because people kept calling and complaining. Like, why aren't the police doing anything? It's like, well, maybe it's because you've been demonizing them. And that's crazy to me. Like, what happened to the era where the cop would show up to the donut shop and they'd be like, a free dozen for the department, you know? And now it's basically like a cop shows up and they're like, he's a witch! Burn him! Get him out of the store. I would be scared to order anything from like a fast food joint while in uniform. I wouldn't do it. I don't yeah, know I how cops are, are doing it right now. Let's talk about Brad Parscale. Because, uh, this kind of plays into that. Did you, did, have you guys seen the video of what happened to Brad? Yeah, I watched it. This is the weirdest no. thing. Came over. So Brad Parscale is Trump's ex-campaign manager. And the narrative from the left is that he, he screwed up. Trump got really mad and fired him when he, we, he was demoted, right? But they're like, he was like not unofficially fired. Now they're claiming he's unwell, depressed. And we have the story where they're saying his wife runs out of their house screaming that her husband, she says, I think my husband just killed himself. And she like jumps in a car. And this witness says the woman was bruised and freaking out. They call 911. Apparently the police said that when they arrived and looked through the window, they're like marksmen out there. They saw him sitting on the floor with his dog drinking a beer. And so I'm like that. Who I, 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 in the I, video too, he's just like chilling with the Bud Light. Like, yeah, right, out. right. And then they, <laughs> they, they slam him to the ground. Mm -hmm. This is, this is actually kind of, uh, it actually is kind of funny because Brad comes out and he's like just in his shorts, no shirt, drinking a beer. And he's like very slowly like, I didn't do anything. Like, what's going on? And the cops like, just come over here, buddy. We're going to talk. And then all of a sudden, like five cops start yelling, get on the ground. And they run up to him. And one guy grabs him by the waist and just body slams him. And then Brad just puts his hands up and he's like, what did I do? I didn't do anything. The funny thing is there are a couple people tweeting like, you know, is this how we treat people? Like, is this what cops do? And the left is laughing about it. They're like, yes, this is what cops do. Like when someone gets called for a mental health issue, a bunch of cops show up with guns and they body slam them. But this story is kind of crazy because I don't know if I believe it. 
you know? Uh, am I supposed to get in the middle of whatever this like domestic dispute is between him and his wife and just assume that he's like this villainous bad guy when I don't even know what happened? Yeah. The, all, all the tweets about it are basically saying he's a wife beating, you know, Trumper, con man, blah, blah, blah. I feel very uncomfortable even like talking about it. I tried not. I didn't even write about it for Gateway. I was like, this is it just seems like a personal situation. Yeah. It also seems like we don't know what happened. Yeah. You know, cops showed up, dude got slammed to the ground and I don't know, but man, this just goes into like what I was, what I've been feeling about social media is low information, angry people. Yeah. Because the, because the, the, the left is just basically saying that, you know, he's a wife beater. End of story. Don't care. Don't need evidence. Don't need proof. But meanwhile, Jacob Blake was a pristine human being. <laughs> right, 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 right. It, it was, um, what's the kid? Uh, they got up in the Native American Vietnam era. Nicholas Sandman. Yeah, the Sandman thing is what really turned the corner for me. When I saw that, I was infuriated at him. I thought he definitely was egging that guy on. And I almost tweeted it out. I almost went social media ham. And I just, for whatever reason, didn't. I took a breath. And I and then, like, you know, eight hours later, it starts to realize he's just nervous and kind of holding his ground. And well, I don't understand the why anyone just spun that so hard. I don't understand why anyone cared about that in the first place. I went into mom mode so hard. The second I saw it, I was like, that is a nervous little boy. How yeah. dare you? People? I went crazy. I, I like I came out flying. I thought he was like a punk, like a punk kid. I was like, look at this son of a this. Uh, one, not this, me. I want to smack. He, I want to beat his face. Like, who does he think he is getting in that old veteran's face like i was so mad and then i re it was all news spin it well, was like, all of course my daughter yeah. does the same thing though like when if she gets nervous she'll like smile and she'll just like hang out <laughs> yeah and so i saw him doing it and i was like that's what rory does that that's what kids do when they're like scared or intimidated or overwhelmed they try and like be cool be calm but it's, it's, it's not even that it's like that clip was like 20 seconds yeah in in the slightly longer clip you see him going like you know doing the the kill it hand gesture to other people like stop it leave him yeah. alone he was actually trying to chill everything out. I first saw that video out of context, the way everyone else saw it, and I didn't care. I'm like, I, I was like, what, what is this? They're like, did you, like, people were, people were sending to me like crazy. Did you see what this kid did? And I watch it and I'm like, so? Yeah. Somebody... Like, I, I don't care if he did walk up to the dude and, and got in his face. I don't care. Like, wait, 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 are you, are you nuts? How many, you know how many things I've seen in Chicago where I'm like, it's a million times worse. I've seen people just walk up to a random car and start screaming and then start like throwing rocks at it. You're like a kid walking up to a dude to me is very low on my priorities. Yeah. Then it turned out to be fake news. And then it jumped up on the, on, on my list of priorities. Cause I'm like, why is everybody lying about this kid? This is the weirdest thing. That's it. Low information, angry people. And that's our government now. That's, I think that's mostly the Democrats though. I think the Republicans, like Lindsey Graham, is panicking. I guess I don't. I don't know. Did you, did you hear about like his? Have you have you heard anything about money? it? Yeah, his money troubles. Yeah. No, what is mm -hmm. it? Like he he went on Fox apparently and was like, "I need money. Donate to me. I'm getting killed." Yeah, because he drinks too much. Well, <laughs> I just don't possibly. care. Blew it all on liquor. When RBG died, he got sixteen. His opponent got sixteen million dollars in funds in like wow. one day. So he's like, "I have a problem. I should probably work on <laughs> yeah, this. It is a yeah, problem. It's way more than his first." Campaign. I'm looking forward to. All of the establishment politicians, all the incumbents, just bye-bye. Go away. It's conjecture. Except for Rand Paul. Rand Paul can I stay. I like Rand Paul. Yeah, he can yeah, stay. Sure. I hope his dad's doing <laughs> Massey well. Massey, too. Yeah, yeah Massey like can stay. Massey. The, I talk about Lindsey Graham like he's an alcoholic because he's got those bloodshot eyes. I really don't know if he's an alcoholic, but it, he looks like he just has a drinking no problem. No fake news. Yeah. I mean, sorry, Lindsey, if you Dude. don't. <laughs>
Lin- like Lindsay comes comes across to me as like uh, actually what's the what's the easiest way to explain it? He's he's like scared of everybody, so he won't do anything. You know, it's like the Republicans are yelling at him like do something, and he's like, oh geez, like and looks to the he's left. Like the shell and of a man from he's the just alcohol. doesn't do anything. That's my. You think I blame the alcohol because I've like been really... through drinking binges and I have like my no self esteem afterwards. I'm like shattered. Huh. How, like, how, how did he keep winning anyway? What were we talking Name about? Before I brought him up anyway. Fake or, news. Fake news. Yeah, I don't know how this Lindsey Graham begging for money. I just I just don't like was. like I just don't like Democrats or Republicans. And Dude, it's, it's because Trump got elected and he's all emotional. So now everyone's acting emotional. He's scared. Yeah, he, he got elected and did it emotionally. He, he like yelled at, called Hillary Clinton stupid a bunch, made everyone laugh. Just a big emotional. Trump, Trump did yeah, that. Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big emotional circus to get elected. And now the whole country is an emotional overload. Nah, Trump didn't make that happen. Well, he's an, Trump, he's a, he's an actor. For sure. But Trump is a, is, is a symptom of the, the cultural change, not the cause of it. Go deeper on that. Well, the, the, like the culture war and Gamergate type circumstances in this rage was, was building up for a long time before Trump got elected. Trump got elected partly because of that anger and because people memed him into office. It was magical. Have you guys seen the Keck documentary thing? I just watched it the other night. This is the, I, we, I wish we could just sit here and play it, like I, eat popcorn. I actually felt bad for him. And I was like, oh no, what's wrong with me? I'm for, like for sympathizing who? with him. Uh, Fury, whatever his name is. The Oh, oh, the Pepe guy. Yeah. Are you talking, <laughs> you're talking about like the Pepe documentary. No, no, right? no, 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 no. Oh. The, the, the meme magic. There's a video they made back in like 2016 that explains all of these really weird coincidences around Keck. You know, Keck, you had yeah. the little things at the, at the deplorable. So, uh, Keck, what is it? Like an Egyptian god? Yeah. And he's like a frog? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And Keck is, uh, in World of Warcraft, when you would type LOL, the opposing faction would see the word Keck, K-E-K. So people started saying Keck as like, as LOL, because it was, you know, it was funny. And then it became a meme. And then it became associated with Pepe and jokes. It became associated with the right. Then it turns out that Keck, or like, you know, whatever the god's name was, it's like a real thing. And people think that it's like an, like jokingly, I guess. I'm sure some people really believe it. Like they memed Trump into office with like meme magic. It's real. You know, what's funny though, is they're basically saying prayer. You know what I mean? Like they're saying collective conscious and like all of this like energy constantly, you know, just pushing this idea results in Trump getting, getting elected. The bigger point is outside of any ideas of faith or magic is that whatever Trump is and is doing is it, he, he won because of what was so the you, changes. You think Gamergate started it? I think Gamergate was the first, the, the, was the spark of the culture and war. When was that? 2014? I think it was like 2013. What happened exactly? Oh man, you're going to have to find the old gaming I remember historians. hearing about it and just ignoring it because I thought it was so silly. Well, if you ask the likes of, I don't know, BuzzFeed or Vox or The Verge, they'll say it was when a bunch of alt-right misogynists started harassing women because they didn't like women playing video games, which is reductionist and ridiculous because there's like no substance to that argument. If you ask, um, you know, if, if you ask Gamergate people, it's probably, they'll, they'll probably say something more to the effect of there's an incestuous relationship between advertisers, game developers, and gaming websites. And so what was happening is a gaming company is putting out a game, right? Like, you know, Ian's Great Adventure. Like let's say, let's game. say you make that game. Okay. Ian's Great Adventure. You know, I- I- Ian Rim. It's like Skyrim, mm-hmm. but you know, to you. Very fun. And you want to sell games. So you sponsor a gaming website. They're not going to write bad things about you. Because then they're going to lose a sponsorship. 
So you're basically paying them to publish a press release. Then they write a story and they're like, dude, Ian Quest is so amazing. And then people play it and they're like, dude, this game is terrible. And then they get mad and they're like, why was the review positive? One of their advertisers is Oh, so it was like company. a scandal and that's where the gate came from? Right. I see. Yeah. And so it, depending on who you ask, you'll get different responses. The establishment media people who like, you know, infected and infiltrated mainstream news organizations will claim it was just a bunch of angry misogynists who hate women. But that makes no sense because it's like, where did that come from? Like, what made a bunch of people angry? It was a bunch of four-year-olds watching porn in 2004. Now they're all adults. <laughs> no, I don't think that's it. Because they're all like, they don't understand how to have sex with a woman, basically. They're like 20 years old and they haven't had Are you talking about the journalists? It's just why people are crazy. Why Why young men are oh, that's angry true, women. Though, dude. dude, for sure. I was talking to this young guy uh, several months ago who was like 26 or something. And he was just like a virgin. Couldn't uh, get a date. Yeah. Oof. And uh, I, I, I mentioned this on like a bunch of videos before. But uh, let, me know, let me know what you think about this. Here, here's my basic theory. When before the age of mobile technology and like dating apps like Tinder, young women and young men were in the same place at like college. And so the dating pool for women was limited to the men in their circle. The 35-year-old dude who's got his own house and got a car and all that stuff, he's probably not going to meet this 20-year-old woman for the most part. He's got because, his own family, too. No, he, he doesn't have a family. These, a lot of guys aren't getting married. But the point I'm making is when you get now the, uh, the dating apps enter the scene, now young women at colleges have a dating pool that has expanded outside of college to anywhere they're willing to drive to. So they, they expand their radius from the one mile, one square mile around the school where all this, you know, other men of the same age are. They expand it to, you know, 25 miles. All of a sudden now they're seeing older, successful guys who are like 30, 35, got a car, got a house. And so they swipe right on that guy. And then they swipe right on the 20, the 20 year old guy as well, who's at the university. It's like, oh, cool. He goes to school with me. Then they get two messages. The guy at the university says, Hey, do you want to go down to the cafeteria and grab a bite? Then the 35-year-old guy says, hey, you want to hop in my car and drive to the lake and then, you know, go, go, go explore and do these fun things? I got tons of cash. Which ones are you going to pick? For the most part, you've got a guy with resources and you've got a guy who's in college like her. There's probably a tendency moving towards these, these established guys who have cash. So then what ends up happening is these younger guys are competing with established career men, which means they're dropping off. And this, this data was actually published by the Washington Post that young men, uh, I think under the age of 29, this is a couple years ago, are like 30% more likely to be a virgin at, at this time compared to the previous generation. Like it's getting worse and worse and worse. It's worse a little bit for women, but not for the most part. I think it's because if a woman has a choice between a broke college guy and even somebody who's only a few years older has got a job, she's going to pick the guy with the job. I mean, it's not, that makes sense, right? Yeah. So now what do you do when you got a bunch of young men can't get, can't get dates? I don't know. They start wishing for a traditionalist 1950s housewife where there was like dowries and, you know, marriages were arranged or something. They made it all easier. You know, they didn't have to worry about it. Social media changed everything, made competition much, much more difficult. I wonder where, that, where, where, where that'll leave us off, you know? Yeah, really? I don't yeah. know, man. We need like a, a moral compass. We need like some sort of, I don't know if it's a man, like Jordan Peterson was great about giving young men purpose and, and cleaning your room and taking care of yourself first. And then women will be attracted to you if you take care of yourself. That's, maybe that's maybe this will one. result in people becoming more religious. Yeah, or redefining religion too. Because, you know, 
Buddhism is an interesting religion. I think like maybe there will be a new religion, a new like take yeah, it's care called, of yourself. It's called identitarianism. And the Democrats have adopted it. Hopefully there's a better one than that. Like Peterson was onto something. He's a prophet. That guy's, that guy's a, he, he could be canonized in, in the future, I think. But what's, what's his ideology? You know, just take care individualism, of first. hard work. Yeah. It's very conservative. I mean, I'm not saying he's a conservative, but right. He's not very conservative, but he had speaks conservative morals, but oh, he's very liberal. Yeah. Young people aren't getting married anymore. They're not having kids. So, I, so what happens, you know? Matthew Iglesias for Vox wrote this article, I guess. I think it was him called like the case for one billion Americans. And then he like did an interview with Glenn Beck and people started attacking him for it. But he made a really good point that we need more Americans. You know, I don't I don't know if he was making an argument for immigration or just people having more babies. But he was like, the biggest problems we have with competing with these other countries, particularly China, is that they have a massive population three more than three times, like almost four times the U.S., and so there needs to be way more Americans who hold American values and, and you know, these these like constitutional republic and liberal de- democratic values. Otherwise, you'll end up with a, a globe dominated by people who don't have those values. Unless you want to, you know, dominate by force, I guess. Yeah, you can either be more influential by like having the Americans have like 10,000 followers on YouTube for every Chinese guy that has like 1,000. So you've got a 10 to 1 influence ratio there. Or you can have 10 times as many people. So like... There's different ways to influence the globe. But if you just if he's making the case for more immigration, if you're just bringing people in from everywhere, then they're not going to have the same ideals. necessarily. I don't I don't know if he was specifically saying immigration, but that's why having a system like I don't know if if, if you guys have ever seen the game, if you can call it a game life genesis. No, you know, there's there's a symbol that the, the hacker community, the hacker symbol is called the glider. And it's a reference to, I don't, I don't know if the game is called Life Genesis. I think, I think it is. It's a simple algorithm where lights turn on and off. And it's like simulating, if, if the algorithm, you know, ideals are met, then it expands and grows and like develops more life and stuff like that. And the reason I bring this up is there's, there's a version of it that I used to have on Windows when I was a kid where it had two different colors. And if you have a big mass of blue dots popping in, into and out of existence and you put a small handful of red into it, they just turn blue. But if you flood it with like 50% red, then they start battling and then start changing and then one side wins and the other side's destroyed. And if you obviously have more red or just keep firing, you know, the red dots, the blue ones eventually evaporate. So if these people really do believe that equality and equity are good things, then they want to make sure to preserve the American system because I don't think there's any other country on the planet Say, like uh, outside of uh, specifically European countries in America, outside of these these uh, specific areas, massive populations of the world that are what six six or seven times bigger than Europe and the U.S. do not have these values. So if if these values end up getting lost due to just carelessness, you know, I'm not I'm not saying like any one thing. Like if no one cares about upholding these values, they won't exist, and that's it. They're gone. And if they're forgotten, we were talking about that a couple of nights ago with Seamus, like storing our, our information for the future generations. How will it be stored? And I thought maybe it will be stored in orbit. Maybe there will be a, a why orbit? Because maybe there'll be a firestorm on the on the surface and then we'll need to somehow remember, you know, our past. Like 12,800 years ago, there's a flood and like everything was wiped out. Atlantis was lost. All this civilization and all the morals and teachings from that time were basically washed away. Assuming those things were real. Yeah. Assuming that the flood was real, <laughs> but it seems to be, you know, according to Randall There's, Carlson and other geologists. 
there's there's like yeah the the flood myth like exists in a bunch of different cultures. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. And then wasn't it who was that guy on Joe Rogan who was talking about how the Sphinx is actually older? It could have been Graham Hancock. Was or, that him? or Randall Carlson? Was, they worked I think, together. I think it was Graham Hancock. He was saying like the Sphinx is actually way older than we realize. Oh, it could have been Robert Shock also because it has it shows signs of water damage. Yeah, dude. When there was a lot of rain in yeah. in North Africa. Yeah. Before the flood. I think that's a lot of ocean sand on in Africa. Apparently, if you look at Google Maps and you zoom in on the west coast of Africa and you look, you can see that it looks like it was a wave pushed all that sand that's where, up onto the continent. That's where they think Atlantis is. Yeah. On the, the eye I, of the Sahara. Right. Exactly. Yeah, the yeah. Ricard structure. Right. Exactly. I don't know if that's true. And it, it I'm nowhere. Plato's measurements almost exactly. It's like 28 kilometers in diameter. And it's got the, the, it's got the, the erosion where the waterfalls would have been and all that stuff. Oh yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I read something though, debunking that, or at least purporting to debunk it. I'd like to believe those things are true, but I don't know. I'd man. like to this go there. Like, you know what, man? I, I, I was kind of thinking about this is kind of crazy. We, we had a uh, Seamus, uh, Coglin from Freedom Tunes on. Do you know Freedom Tunes? No. You do not know Freedom Tunes? Sorry. It's you will. Uh, and he's, 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 uh, religious. You know, he's very, he's Catholic, right? He's highly Catholic. Yeah, very Catholic. And I started thinking about a lot of things he said about Catholicism. And I started thinking about this quote about simulism. You know what simulism is? Mm -hmm. And it's like someone said, a simulation theory is just religion for nerds. And I'm like, it really is like basically the same thing. And you can really find analogs between religion and this idea of simulation. It's just, I don't know, one doesn't seem as magical then, you know, and it kind of explains it. So what if that's really what it is? Once we start understanding how computers work and how quantum physics work, and we start understanding that it all may be a simulation, all we've really done is re-explained what religion was saying the whole time. Or I should specifically, like Abrahamic religions were saying the whole time. Keck's an interesting, you know, point along that that thought because it's it just came out of nowhere you know keck lol lol but it means the frog god yeah dude Pepe, can you can keck. you try and look that up there's just, a whole rabbit hole there it's so crazy dude it will blow your mind like there were posts on 4chan where they were like donald trump will get elected and the whole uh code the tri- what is it called the trip code mm-hmm. was all sevens like the light like just ridiculous things were happening they were like keck wills at all sevens appear and people were like what like that's a lottery ticket that's like the there's a whole bunch of crazy stuff about this i yeah but but everything now is like about kekistan or whatever yeah so it's not really a documentary it's just like a video explaining keck and meme magic try typing that in what's the oh what were you gonna say they uh they just put one out to you about um the artist who created pepe and i didn't want to be sympathetic towards them but then i was like man this guy just wants to draw frogs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got the adl coming after him i think he sued the wrong people yeah but who did he sue he sued like alex jones and a bunch yeah, of right-wing people still... but all he was trying to do the whole time was get guy. his frog off of the adl hate list and so it's like man just sue the adl like, did you stop suing everybody else did you hear that fred perry is going to ban they're, they're discontinuing the black and gold shirts because yeah. the Proud Boys wear them. Enrique had a good response to that. You, he was like, we should pick his most popular color and, and adopt <laughs> it. <laughs> and just keep playing like a game of whack-a-mole. How stupid is that? Oh, here we go. Keck mythology. Look at this. Keck is the deification of the concept of primordial darkness in the ancient Egyptian uh, Ag- Agadod cosmogony of Hemopolis. The Agdod consisted of four pairs of deities, four male gods paired with their female counterparts. Keck's female counterpart was Coquette. Keck and Coquette, in some some aspects, also represent night and day and were called Razor Up of the Light 
and Razor Up of the Night. The name is written as KK or KKYW with a variant on Sky Hieroglyph in ligature, ligature, ligature. With, with a staff associated with the word for darkness. So wait, are they saying that Keck is bad? Well, he's dark. That's weird. Darkness yeah. isn't necessarily bad. Yeah. Here we go. In popular culture, they say, uh, in, in, uh, in relation to the 2016 presidential election, individuals associated with online message boards, such as 4chan, noted the similarity between Keck and the character Pepe the Frog. <laughs> this combined with the frequent use of the term Keck as a stand-in for, the, for slang, LOL, uh, and they explain some, okay, which was often paired with images of Pepe resulted in a resurgence of interest in the ancient deity. Weird. The funny thing is, I guess, like, what was the, the image of Keck looked like someone sitting at a computer screen? Yeah. There was <laughs> so like, crazy, dude. Along the base Seriously. of the statue yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was fake, though. Was that fake? I don't know. I like to believe. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's fun to believe. But it is true that there's an ancient god Keck and that Keck is like a thing they were saying and there's a frog. And, and the Egyptians like, had batteries and light bulbs. Yeah, light know, bulbs? According to hieroglyphics, there's, there's oh, a hieroglyphic right, right. of them holding a giant bulb with looks like a filament no, there, inside. There's, and then there, a guy holding a battery behind him. There was one thing I saw. The prophecy of Keck. Look at this. Whoa. So this, this right here, you can see there's a person. Then there's this thing and whatever that is behind it. And they're like, person using a computer, internet meme magic. It's kind of <laughs> dumb because this squiggly line, they're just like, I don't know, just call it meme it magic. Like, DNA. like, you don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah, it could be DNA, whatever. But it does look like someone sitting at a computer. Exactly. They can't, I don't think that's I, real, though. I doubt they had computers. Yeah. But that's no. just doubt. No, I think somebody made that up. Do you think they photoshopped it? No, I think someone made the symbol. Oh, of course. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm saying it's not a real Egyptian symbol. Hmm. I'm curious what it's called. I could be wrong. Or Trump could be magical and he's going to win again. That's predicted. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if, if, if Keck is the bad guy, if he's the darkness. Well, the darkness isn't always bad. You know, you, you can't have the light without the dark. That's how the, the theory goes. Yeah. Yeah. Why is why the, the dark is just, an uh, uh, I guess, a, a stand in for bad because we died at night. Yeah, you it was cold. Crops wouldn't grow right. and you, bear would get you. It's so visual. Right, right, right. You rely on light. Yeah, so the like snake probably loves the dark. Snake? Yeah, the snakes and the cats, they probably love the dark. They I think eat us. That's when they would eat us. No, the cats are crepuscular. They can see at night though. What do you mean corpuscular? Crepuscular. They 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 come out in dawn and dusk. That's why Bucko's like sleeping during the show and then he wakes up right when we're done cuz he's like, "Oh, yeah. time to get up." It's like, you know, it's getting dark out. Did you did you hear about those lions in Africa? There were like two lions that would they went in and they ate like everyone in a camp and they attacked right at like 2 in the morning. <laughs> they were not very crepuscular in that instance. So, I think that's why he what was do you mean, two, in the dark. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, but you know, it was also like when it was cold and dark out, you couldn't grow crops. And so people would be like, the darkness is bad and scary and we're going to die. It's kind of weird, though, because we loved looking at the stars. So the dark wasn't, you know, really bad. I think I, 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 don't, I wouldn't know enough about religions to actually say whether this is true or not. But like the Eastern religions probably viewed it more balanced, like the way you're saying it. And the Western seemed to view it more negatively, you know, like yin yang, light and dark balanced together. But maybe not, you know. Did 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 God create light and dark? Yeah. Is that what they say in the in Genesis? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so maybe it's just people eventually adopted that as some kind of, you know. Yeah, there were like sun worshipping cults and then there were like moon worshipping cults. I think the Aryans were moon worshippers. They would come out at night, which is part of why their skin was so light, I think. Someone told me that and I don't know. Nah, I mean, they were I I I I've heard that they were into like occult stuff. 
I don't know if that's true. The though. Aryans, the ancient Aryans. Oh, the ancient Aryans. I, mean, I don't, I don't know, know much that. about their history, but I heard that no. they, they were moon dwellers. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, we 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 just went off we into went like crazy. Yeah, but it's because of Keck, man. It, well, so what does this mean for November third? Who's going to win? It's a simulation. It's a religion. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Is Trump going to win on November third? I think that he's going to win unless there's cheating. There's they're cheating, dude. Yeah. Well, I think I think they're cheating, so I it could go either way. But I thought that they were going to cheat and steal it in 2016 too. But they're literally cheating, and we're watching them do it right now. Yeah. Did you see them then, throw oh, oh, all the sorry. all the ballots away? Yeah. But which which they're time? Saying, they're which saying time? that those are old ballots, though. To be fair, they're claiming no. that those are from 2018. Did you see James O'Keefe's video? What time is it? Did you see James O'Keefe's video? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so the dude's driving around like shaking ballots, like, "Look at this, gonna get paid tonight." The the craziest part of all of this is that the media is like oh they're spreading conspiracy theories that there's ballot harvesting and all this stuff and they're they're trying to illegitimize the election and it's like dude you guys have been trying to illegitimize the election for four years dude like this whole russia hoax and all this stuff that you guys have been doing has been an effort to delegitimize the election and now you're gonna be like the right's crazy for doing this. Like, That's the game. Even before it's just, the WikiLeaks, the uh, Hillary Clinton emails delegitimized the Democratic National Committee's. Yeah, they, I mean, they were giving the debate questions to Clinton. Yeah. yeah, among a bunch of other really messed up things, like there, there was it was totally rigged, and we weren't supposed to know about it, but because of WikiLeaks, we do. And what if what if that really is why Trump won? Like, think about it. What if they That's really? That's why I turned on Hillary. Hundred percent. If I didn't know, if I thought she legitimately got the thing, I probably wouldn't have hated her. I definitely wouldn't have hated her. I didn't hate that's her back crazy. in the day. I never really liked her. What but. if that's the one thing the Democrats didn't predict? That someone was going to leak all of this to WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks would publish it. And then all of a sudden, you just had this massive uproar that people couldn't ignore. And this weird, creepy conspiracy stuff. The, the, I'll, I'll tell you this, man. It definitely, they're, they're cheating right now for sure. Ian and I were arguing about this. What, how do you define cheat? And we're like literally looking at the definition of cheat till it's, it's deceptively or unfairly, you know, give yourself an advantage that w- would you agree? That's definitely what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. They're saying Democrats are going to vote by mail more than Republicans. So they're definitely changing the rules. I just got an, I, I opened up Instagram and it was like, you live in New Jersey. You are going to get a mail, a ballot in the mail, whether you asked for it or not. And I'm like, oh, great. Then you see this thing with James O'Keefe where this dude's going around collecting ballots. It's on video. Imagine now. So, so the difference, the, the thing here is in that election, I guess they, they did mail in, right? For mm-hmm. the primary. So they sent out all these mail in ballots. Then a dude went around collecting them. And then you have on video, the other guy saying that they were all blank. He's like, I looked at them. They were blank. And that's exactly what I and everybody else sent, was, was saying was going to happen. The funny thing about it is James O'Keefe knew the whole time. He just had to get the confirmation and then and publish a story. Now what are they claiming? They're saying James O'Keefe is making it up. It's edited. Yeah. The, my favorite thing is. The dude on camera who is saying I'm getting paid and all this stuff claims it's not his real voice and it's, 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 it's dubbed over. You know why that's funny? Cause he's holding the ballots in his hand. So it's like, okay, then what were you saying as you walked around with stacks of ballots? Yeah. Dude on Twitter, he was like, thanks for all the new subs. Looks like I'm famous. <laughs> wow. And wasn't one of the, one of the people in the video that spoke to James, like went on record and he's like a Somali community organizer. There was like, I think and it was he- a woman. Was it a woman? Or are you talking about somebody else? I think it was a man in the video from last night. Yeah. There was some guy, um, he works in like the Somali community and he was like going on record. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. This is what's happening. Ilhan Omar's people are doing this. And it's like how, so you're calling him a liar too? Like, yep. 
Okay. <laughs> and this, this guy was posting on Snapchat, like, look at all the ballots I have. I'm getting paid for this. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the defense from the left is it's not illegal to do that. Really? He's helping people vote. Uh, did you skip the part where the guy said the ballots were blank? And he said, who fills them out? Oh, Ilhan Omar's people. <laughs> Dude, the game's rigged, man. I'm, I'm worried about what's going to happen if Trump loses after seeing things like that. Because that one video, no one's going to believe the results. If, and, and, and I, I don't know, man. Dude, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not going to believe it. I don't believe yeah. If he loses, I'm going to be like, they cheated. If like, he, if he wins, I'm going to be like, they cheated. They're cheating right now. We know they are. Win or lose, they're cheating. So yeah. they're going to mail you a ballot. Yeah, I didn't ask and for then it. someone can walk by the mailbox and take it. Yep, that's crazy. They go so so so. Think about all the old people who get all these ballots and are probably just not paying attention, just sitting in their house. House. Think about this. What happens if you never get your ballot? What what if yeah, just exactly. what, what if I never get it? And I'm like, it's election day. I have no ballot because someone stole it. Then you then then you have no number. You have, what do you track? You and look like, up your name. And maybe then if you go number? vote, and then they say, no, you already voted. Then are you in trouble yeah. for trying to vote twice? Yeah. This is why universal uh, mail-in voting is broken. And, and I, I tell you, man, it's the funniest thing when we see story after story from NPR, from the New York Times, from the Baltimore Sun saying straight up, we're straight dumping primary ballots in the dumpster because they were, they, we got them too late. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but you have all these stories like Baltimore Sun saying 70,000 ballots, you know, were, were held for too long through no fault of their own. The voters will be disenfranchised. Then these same organizations say, Trump said without evidence that there was impropriety in mail-in voting. <laughs> it's like, you told me that you, it's the, it's, it's what the, it, the I, well, you know what I love about the news is that Trump will repeat something they say and they'll call him a liar. I just, just I'm just, <laughs> dude, it's, it's all fake news, man. Let me, let me, let me show you this. I want to, I want to prove to you guys this is the best thing right here. Check out the story from the New York Times. Donald Trump's tax returns. The Times obtained Donald Trump's tax information, extending over more than two decades, revealing struggling properties, vast write-offs, and an audit battle, and hundreds of millions of uh, millions in debt coming due. Take a look at this first these first two sentences. Donald J. Trump paid $750 in federal income tax the year he won the presidency. In his first year in the White House, he paid another $750. You know what's really funny about that? They debunk themselves in their own story. This is not true. He did not. So let's let's be fair. You guys ever watch Rick and Morty? Yeah. Really. Have you seen the one? Uh, so there's an episode where they're on the uh, on the spaceship in the simulation and the teacher asks Morty, what's like, I think he said, what's nine times eight? And Morty goes, it's at least 40. And he goes, that's correct. It is at least 40. Like, <laughs> it's true. So when they say Donald Trump paid 750 in federal income taxes, you know what that means? He did. At least 7 yeah, at least seven. He, so it's like wow. if, if if something cost you a hundred bucks and you spent ten dollars, I could say you spent ten dollars. Yeah, you spent more than ten dollars, but you did give him ten dollars, right? The New York Times actually says in their own story, I gotta I gotta scroll down to try and figure out where it is that Trump paid way more than that and let the government just keep it. Yet they open their story by saying he only paid uh, seven seven hundred and fifty dollars. I am scrolling down. This is a really long story. Actually, can you just press control F and then yeah. 4.2? I'm anxiously awaiting these New York Times reporters having to take refuge in an embassy. 4.2. For accepting stolen material. That's true. <laughs> Julian Assange style. Check this out. Each time he requested an extension to file his 1040, and each time he made the required payments to the IRS, 
For income taxes, he might owe $1 million for 2016 and 4.2 for 2017. But virtually all of that liability was washed away when he eventually filed. And most of the payments were rolled forward to cover potential taxes in future years. You know what that means? It means he gave the government $5.2 million, even though he lost a ton of money and only owed $1,500. So when they say he paid $750, that's just 100% What they should have said is he owed $750. Right. He only owed, but that's not sensational. Right. That wouldn't that wouldn't catch people's attention. And now every headline is New York Times report. Trump only paid seven hundred. But it's a lie. He paid more than they paid. They, it's of in dollars. their own story that he paid four point two million. Horrific journalism. It's not journalism. It's propaganda. It's and like, this story is the same story they wrote in twenty sixteen. It's the same thing. I hope you guys are ready for the October surprises because it's going to be it's going to be fun. Dude, the debates tomorrow. Debate tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) No, it isn't. I don't believe it. It's coming. I don't believe it. Oh, Joe will not miss it. It's all he's got. What's he going to do? Stumble over his words. You know what he's going to do? At nine fifty-two tomorrow morning, he's going to say. I'm calling a lid. I'm not making any appearances today. And then he's just not going to appear. He's not going to elaborate at all That's in the right. debate. I just can't. Yeah. I can't They're going to be like, uh, are you coming to the debate? No response. He's, going. he's, he's got gonna, an ego. He, he thinks he can do he's it. He's going to smile into the camera and go, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> he's going to ready to go at what, Trump. Dude, man. they're going to rig it. That's what I think. Who's, he who's probably has had the debate questions for weeks. They yep. did it in 2016 and nobody's bringing it up now. So Good point. But it, but it doesn't matter. Who's moderating? Uh, who's the first? Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. He's the first yeah. moderator. They don't. You know what they don't understand? When you see these stories about taxes, they still haven't figured out why people voted for Trump. Amazing. They, because Donald Trump is a dude carrying a giant torch and just lighting the establishment on fire. People don't care if he's covered in human feces and is swearing while he does it. They just want him to bring the flames. So I'm like, Don, what was it? In, what was it in the, in the 2016 election? Trump's like. I, I'm a smart businessman. I paid no taxes and everyone cheered yeah. and they think the story's bad. They're, they're, they're saying one of the stories I read, they were like, I think it's in here. They're, they're saying many Republicans would have for Trump, assuming he was a savvy businessman. Yeah. It's like, isn't he? If he paid no taxes and he's a billionaire? Yeah. And they're also like being like, look, he's broke. He's broke. How terrible. But also being like, He's a billionaire and you guys are supporting this billionaire. And I'm like, wait, which one are we supposed to be mad at? Like pick and choose. Yeah. Either, either like seeing what sticks, just throwing everything. They're saying everything. And that's the problem. There's no leadership. It's all over the place. So you've got Donald Trump is a billionaire who won't pay his taxes. Then you've got Donald Trump is a failure who is losing so much money that he doesn't pay taxes. So which one is it? He's both. He's a billionaire. And he's running a deficit every year, so he doesn't have to pay taxes by overspending what no, he's no, no, making. No, no. Probably that's, that's pumping a. It back into his company. That's A, not B. A, you, have, you can choose A or B. But the, so on paper, he doesn't. He's losing money, so they call him poor. But he's not. He actually owns a billion dollars of assets. Or whatever. here's the point: if Trump is choosing to write down his assets to save money, that's that's the first option. It is. Second option is Trump is a failure and his businesses are collapsing. Well, they're losing they money. They say both. But that doesn't make him a failure. No, that's not what they say, though. Like right. like the, the Young Turks dude tweeted out, straight up, Trump is a failure. His businesses are collapsing. He has all these bankruptcies. Didn't you say he had like five bankruptcies out of his hundred companies or something? Trump, Trump, I, I don't know how many. I think it was like five bankruptcies out of like 500 plus businesses. That's incredible. That's a great number. And the, the other thing, too, is, dude, this is ev- this is so annoying. This is everything they did. In, in 2015 and 16, like Trump water went out of business and Trump steaks don't exist and Trump magazine. Go to Durrell. Go to Trump Durrell. Guess what? 
There'll be a, a Trump water bottle on the nightstand. You can order a Trump steak and Trump magazine is right there on the coffee table. It's not that they went out of business. It's that they're for his properties, but they just lie about everything. It's it's just lies. And so then when you see like Project Veritas and they say, no, James O'Keefe is lying. I'm like, dude, I don't believe you. It's kind of like if Trump was a movie that was really good. The, the Democrats are trying to make another movie that's better, but they have they have worse actors and bad directing, and it's just worse. And you can't tell people that that movie is better. You can't like no amount of commercials is going to make that movie better because it's crappier. So now they're trying to tell us and show us how it's better. It's better, but like every time you look at the movie, you know it's horrible compared to that other movie. That Pe- other movie's awesome compared to that. People are entertained by Trump. Yes, superiorly. <laughs> He's hilarious. He's an actor. He's got Trump, a hit show. Trump keeps demanding Joe Biden take a drug test. I just I love, love it. That. It's I hilarious. Dude, I, I can understand when people complain about decorum and things like that, like the highest office. But I'm sitting back like, you know what? The crony establishment has been playing dirty politics for forever, as long as I've been alive. I have no faith in these people to do the right thing. Everybody screams war is bad. And then they go, OK, vote for me and I'll end the war. And then as soon as you elect them, they go <laughs> and then press the nuke button. And so I'm just like, I'm out. When Trump comes in and he's running around screaming and he's like throwing flaming torches at the establishment, I'm just like, you want me to get mad? Dude, you guys have been ripping us off forever. As long as I've been alive, it's been a, it's been a dirty game. It's been all fake. And now finally some dude comes in and he's messing up your business and you're coming to me and crying about it? I don't care. Don't Sorry. forget Jimmy Carter. Didn't take us in any wars in the media. Hated that guy. Mm-hmm. They yep. ripped it. They made him out to be the worst president of all time. Trump should just do like a press conference where he's like, if I get reelected, I will fire 15 nukes at the Middle East and they're all going to cheer and be like, Donald is Trump he- is, is a hero. We should reelect him. No, it, uh, the nuke well, thing is over the, the top. They cheered for him when he was talking, or when he did bomb yeah. Syria. Right, right, they right. They were like, this is the greatest thing he's ever done. He's finally a president now. I, and I'm I like, know. oh. No. <laughs> That's what they want. Why do they want that, though? That's so weird. It's Because I think the military-industrial complex conversation is too um, simplistic. Like, there, it's it's not... It's not just about making money. Well, war is good for ratings. Yeah. That's true. And oh, yeah. It drives us yep. clicks. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, I wonder, you know what I think? You know what's better for ratings than war? What? Trump. Yeah. Trump is the best. They found a guy who is literally a TV personality, and they were like, this is cash money, baby. You see Tucker Carlson's ratings? Almost five million it's like the biggest ratings in cable history yeah. for a cable news history. That's crazy. These news com- these TV companies are supposed to be collapsing. No. Tucker Carlson is basically like walking through the fog of fake news with a machete, clearing the way and people are following behind him. And then you get the mainstream and the progressive saying he's like a, he's far right, he's he's all right, all these other ridiculous stupid things that are just ridiculously but, not true. You know, the craziest thing though is he's the one who has on like anti-war leftists i know you're never gonna see people from like the gray zone or tulsi gabbard on like msnbc or cnn but tucker will have them on yep and he'll have a completely like respectful intelligent conversation with them nobody else does it it's funny love it it's (laughs) funny when he tries to have a conversation with these like ultra woke you know culty people who just don't speak it's like it's like trying to talk to one of the stepford wives you know, like they're actually robots. They were robots, right? Is that what that movie was about? Yeah. They were all replaced. Although when were you know you know that I've movie. I've never seen it. It's like it's like That's a great movie. What is it like? It's like it's like a fifties style neighborhood of like perfect housewives, but they're all just replaced by robots because the husbands wanted subservient wives or something. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> so I remember Tucker had on this woman 
And he like asked her an honest question. And then she just goes into robo mode. And she's like, Tucker, you're all far right. And it's like, what? You can't you can't have conversations, man. Like you know, the infamous one with the Teen Vogue lady. That's probably the I one. Think that's the one you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. You know, <laughs> you know. I, I understand that there are Trump supporters that are zealots that are like diehard MAGA. You can't tell them anything. You know, they won't believe it. What's like? C- CNN did this thing where they went to a Trump rally, started talking to Trump supporters, and Trump supporters started, you know, m- you know, making fun of Joe Biden. And then when the Trump's when the, when the uh, CNN reporter handed the phone to the guy to show them that this one video of Biden sleeping was fake. The guy went, I must have missed that one. But, you know, I've seen a lot more other things. You can't do that with Antifa. You can't do that with progressives. So what CNN showed me there, I was like, wow, that was actually really reasonable. The guy is embarrassing that, that he believed fake news. But he looked at it and went, oh, I must have missed that one. That's great. Right. That, like, show, that shows that he's thinking. Like when he said, I'm going to beat Joe Biden. He actually said, I'm going to be Joe Biden. Yeah. If you look at the full context of the video, he said, I'm going to be Joe Biden. He, he, was, he was like, so this is a viral clip where people said Joe Biden said he's going to beat Joe Biden. But he's someone, he, he gets asked something about his record. They're like, what's your record going to be as president? And he goes, look, people keep asking me what I'm going to do, but I'm Joe Biden and I'm going to be Joe Biden. And I'm like, I get what he's saying. But I guess some people heard the, the T, but I guess it's because we don't enunciate our T's in you know, the way we speak in yeah. colloquial right. English. Neither of these guys are saints. Neither of them are demons. I mean, mm. Biden's got good qualities. He's just, Biden really creeps me out. I don't think Biden has good qualities. <laughs> he's got some. No I mean, way, he's dude. Not like, like he's not a demon possessed by Satan or anything. He's just a terrible presidential candidate. Uh, he, his creepiest. face looks like a purge mask. He really fits <laughs> Dude, he got a bunch of No, That's his mean. I think he got a bunch of Botox or something in the last yeah, five years. Probably. Stretch, it's scary yeah. to me. <laughs> really yeah. And it's like Valley. I yeah, hate it. Did, yeah. And so did <laughs> Hillary, man. It's tripping me out. Yeah, Remember when she used to look for her cheek lifts? What's that? They give me the heebie-jeebie. Remember when that weird, like, fake Hillary picture came out? Which one? Yeah. There was a picture with Bill, Hillary and Bill Clinton, and people were like, "That's not Hillary. That's like, what is that? It's like a body double or something." Oh yeah, I vaguely remember. That. And it really, really didn't look like her. And people were saying it's not. And then I'm rec- I recall when they were saying that Kim Jong Un was dead, and then the photos emerged, and everyone started saying it's not really him, and the media called him conspiracy hey, theorists. And that. then it turned out it wasn't really him. I had a question about oh. that. What? So remember when Donald Trump tweeted out a couple weeks ago, "Kim Jong Un is alive and well. He's doing great. He's better than ever." What was up with that? Why did what, he what tweet that out of nowhere? I don't know. Why not? Because they think that Kim Jong-un has been gone for a while. No, I thought they now. confirmed that he was actually alive. How did they confirm that? With pre-recorded video? I have no idea. No, interesting. Not, not necessarily a story that I am following all too much. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but anyway, Joe Biden, I think, is not good. Joe Biden, his whole career, what has he done? It's been plastic, garbled, you know, whatever he's got to say to get the keys to the castle. I'll tell you this, man. You have to be a special kind of insane to be like, well, this guy's been in office for 47 years and nothing's improved. I think I'll try that again. No, he's a ter- I gave him a 17 out of 100 as a presidential candidate quality. But if he was in your house, he wouldn't rob you. He wouldn't beat you up. That's not true. No, he would just sit that. there. He probably he might be a, a jerk, but then he'd, uh, you know, he'd eat I mean, dinner and then he'd leave. There is a story which Judicial Watch uh, confirmed that I had wrote about in 2017. I knew some Secret Service guys. And they told me a story about how Biden would always like grope women and girlfriends of Secret Service agents at the mm-hmm. Christmas party to the point where they had to cancel the Christmas party that oh, they had. Wow. It. And one of the agents actually like wound up like ready to hit him. And he ended up getting suspended because he was going to hit the vice president. So what, what Judicial <laughs> Watch found 
is that they, they issued a request for the documents. And then the confirmation they got was that those documents have since been deleted. And they were like, so those documents existed. Oh, that's how they confirmed it. Yeah. But it, I, he strikes me as like, see, Trump, I think, can be kind of like snarky and, ha- and, you know, kind of arrogant almost, but he's not mean. Almost. And I don't think he's, but I don't think he's mean. <laughs> Like, I don't think he would ever be, like, mean to somebody. Biden, like, he, when he snaps at people, like, yeah. he seems mean. Did you see him call the military yeah. a bunch of stupid bastards? Yeah. That was And so that was one he- where he was yelling at the guy saying, like, he probably, oh, that's why she's your ex or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or one of his voters. look fat. Yeah. Or the, the, the dude uh, who was asking him questions and, he go, and then he, he's like, why, 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 why? And he grabs the guy. Yeah, like, or I don't when, think Trump's mean like that. I think that Biden's Trump, mean. Trump is mean if you're mean to Trump. Yeah. Trump will be mean if you're mean to him. That's it. If you're nice to Trump, Trump will be, he, he loves it. He loves the positive attention. And I'm, I'm not the only one who's pointed this out. The left doesn't want to accept it. That if the Democrats just played to Trump's ego, he'd have compromised on everything. Mm-hmm. He would have wow. been like, okay, like, look at the gun control thing. Was it like he, the bump stock ban? Yeah. They started saying, we want to do this. And he was like, oh, it's winning me favors. I like this. They're saying good things about me. And then a bunch of conservatives were like, what's he doing? The Democrats needed to realize Trump likes it when you're nice to him and he'll be nice back. Then they decided, you know what? Let's just insult him in every possible way. So Trump is just like, screw you guys. Yeah. He like cut his losses. You know, it, it got to a certain point where he realized they hate him so much. There's no point. And that's the, that's the, that's a really dumb thing to do. If you want something, then even, even if you think the other side's not going to give it or it's, it's hard to do, you don't win by insulting and attacking them. It's not going to, you're not going to get anything. Then what happens is the American people get tired of it. They vote Republican. Now Republicans are going to get three Supreme Court justices. And they have the, the House. They have the Senate. They have the Senate. Uh, they have the president. We'll see what happens, man. I'm really interested because, you know, I don't, I, you know, money talks. And if Lindsey Graham really is down because after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, Democrats got, you know, lit on fire. I mean, that figuratively, like they got motivated, then maybe he'll lose. And I wouldn't be surprised because I'm seeing a lot of Trump supporters don't like him either. I would love to see him. I go. don't like him. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. No, neither does Mitch McConnell, man. Let him go. Yeah, I don't we like need term limits. I don't yeah, like do. any of the establishment. Like, wh- whenever I think about who I possibly like, I just think about the eight Republicans and the three Democrats who agree with Trump on withdrawing from the Middle East. Mm-hmm. I'm like everybody else. I don't know what you're doing, but the, you know, a couple of the Democrats are who voted for that. I can respect that and give them credit for it absolute respect for for doing the right thing but that some of these other democrats have done really dumb things too yeah i mean i get it this this the republicans have as well but you know like matt gates um who else was in the house who did this um i can't remember i know it was a uh, matt gates probably thomas massey mm-hmm. i think he's in the house right yeah 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 who did voted to stay wait yeah. what what is this Wasn't Kristen Sinema, did this just break democrats this we got breaking oh, news what donald trump receives third nomination for nobel peace prize all right what? Um, dang. What is Look what's what's this? Photo. Is this a legit Australian sources from? Professors. Whoa! Check this out. President Donald Trump has received his third nomination for the Nobel Peace Prize, this time from Australian law professors on the basis of the Trump Doctrine of Foreign Policy. Law professor David Flint appeared on Britain's Sky News over the weekend, saying the Trump Doctrine is something extraordinary. Saying what he has done with the Trump Doctrine is that he has decided he would no longer have America in endless wars. Wars which achieve nothing but the killing of thousands of young Americans and enormous debts imposed on America and nothing solved in the countries in which it's carried on. So he's reducing America's tendency to get involved in any and every war. Flint continued saying he has firstly common sense and he is only guided by national interest. 
and therefore an interest in the Western alliance. Flint also credited Trump's approach to the Middle East peace with the Abraham Accord, which saw the United Arab Emirates and Israel normalize relations, the first agreement between Israel and a major Arab country since 1994. Trump has two prior Nobel Prize nominations from a member of the Norwegian parliament for the historic Middle East peace deal and from a member of the Swedish parliament for helping to normalize relations between Serbia and Kosovo. Come on, he's got to win. Three, they won't do it. Well, who's in charge of voting? It's uh, Norway, right? The Norwegian. They might. I don't know. The the, the Peace Prize Council or whatever. Who yeah, else? Isn't Norwegian. it like a bunch of previous winners who vote on it? Oh, really? I Can you look that up? I will look that up, yeah. Maybe. And they'll never give it to Trump. I mean, they gave it to Obama before he did anything right. and then went on to become the drone ranger. The drone ranger. <laughs> I, I think it's just Obama. a partisan thing. You know, you know, you know nickname I really loved is Obama. Because people with a British, like the British accent, they say words that end in A, they say with an er. So they naturally just called him Obama, you know, and I'm like, that's his name. That's correct. <laughs> You're saying it properly. Yeah. And they're, you know, it's like, I hear no accent. Obama, you know, you know, he, they're right that us getting out of the Middle East is preserving the lives of Australians because we were like bringing British Austra- and Australians yeah. into it. So uh, w- what is this? Who who, who votes? Yeah, talking about the the people who select the prize winners does it does it say who wins laureates yeah nomination and selection no but like who who so the nominations let's see there are 318 candidates for the nobel prize in 2020 of which 211 are individuals and 107 are organizations 318 is the fourth highest number of candidates ever the current record of 376 candidates was reached in 2016 Neither the names of the nominators what? nor of the nominees for the Nobel Prize may be divulged until 50 years have elapsed. Oh, interesting. I understand that. So then people are announcing they're doing it and giving up their names? That's strange. Yeah. Let's see. Let's, uh, the Norwegian Nobel Committee yeah. is responsible for selecting the prize laureates. Right. Okay. The no- uh, a nomination for the Nobel Peace Prize may be submitted by any persons who are qualified to nominate. So qualified nominators, according to the statutes of the Nobel Foundation... A nomination is considered valid if it is submitted by a person who falls within one of the following categories. Members of national assemblies and national governments. Okay. Members of the International Court of Justice at The Hague and the Permanent Court of Arbitration at The Hague. Members of L'Institut de Droit International. Members of the International Board of the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom. University professors. Professor Emeriti and associate professors of history, social sciences, law, philosophy, theology, religion, university rectors, and university directors, for the, or their equivalents, directors of peace, research institutes, foreign policy, blah, blah, blah. Persons who have been awarded. Okay, yeah. so laureates can. Members of the main board of directors, or its equivalent organizations, that have been awarded the prize. Current and former members of the Norwegian Nobel Committee. Former advisors to the Norwegian Nobel Committee. That's kind of a really broad criteria for yeah. nominating. So, like, what, some professor can just be like i nominate this person submit yeah. it we'll see if trump wins should he win uh Panel. i don't know who Discuss. else he's up against <laughs> i think you? he should who yeah, else absolutely. how many people can win two t- two people a year is that it i have no, I idea. Have no idea either selection I, I, there's different categories um i don't know for well, each in, category in i guess let's see um they're awarded in december so mm-hmm. It'll be really funny if Trump loses I mean, and then he wins the Nobel Peace Prize. Wow. I don't see any competition. Comp- yeah. Dude, they're going to give it to some like, you know, I don't, I don't know, know, like bean farmer. 
and they're going to be like, you know, John Smith grew a bunch of beans and then donated them. So he wins. You know what I mean? Anything like they'll give it to anybody. Yeah. They'll give it to Greta. I don't know. She was nominated recently, right? Julian's been nominated. I think like yeah, they'll every never give year it to him either. For like wow. 10 years or they're, something. I think there's they're so mad at that guy because when you think I really think I think they're doing the same strategy as 2016 because they're probably convinced it would have worked except for the hate factor for Hillary Clinton. Dude, they obviously threw Bernie under the bus again. I mean, he <laughs> was loser. so far ahead in the polls until like a week before Biden all of a sudden surged. And then all of a sudden Dude. Biden surged for some reason. This they boring... have it out for Bernie. And Bernie like bends over and takes it and it irritates me. <laughs> this is why he, he shouldn't be president. Into, he should yeah. run independent. Yeah. Unless no, he's he, going to no, run independent no, no, no. and grow a sack. No, he's out. You need like th there's a reason why people like someone like Trump. Because think about Donald Trump negotiating. He's going to be sitting at a table. He's he, first of all, Trump's what, what is he like six, three or six, four or something? Yeah. He's like a tall guy. He's overweight. So he's just like this big dude. He's he's imposing mm -hmm. like that's that's a fact. His name, big gold letters everywhere. You put him in a room full of these people and he's going to be like, your trade deals bad. No, no. You give us a billion. No. That's what people want. They're they not going to have it. that in this year's debate, though. Like, I remember watching the debate with Hillary and I was like, man, that's like a hulking dude. Like, because she's so tiny. And Biden is pretty tall himself, though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah I think so. Skinny. Yeah, they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna, they're gonna you know what they're gonna weight. do? They're gonna give Biden an exoskeleton, like an Iron Man suit, that like under his clothes, so he can stand up, but like in, in a resting position. So you'll see him. You'll think he's standing when actually he's being suspended. You know? I can see it. Yeah. How's he? How's that guy gonna stand for? Was it two hours? Yeah. They're gonna, they keep they're gonna have the people are gonna, people are gonna notice like weird little things like pulling up from his <laughs> sleeves because he's got fishing line lifting him up. He's and he's just, yeah. he's so gonna be floating excited. there. You know, you know what would be really amazing? If the backdrop for the debate is just like a black screen. And then when Biden comes out, it's two dudes in full black Zentai suits and yeah. they're like lifting his legs for him. <laughs> you ever see those, those things they do in the theaters, like yeah. the Japanese show? Mm -hmm. And then, oh, yeah. you know, they're, they're like, you know, walking him out and waving his arms for him. And you can see the guys doing it. That'd be hilarious. That'd be cool. What time is the, what time is the debate tomorrow? I would say, Nine? Eight or nine. That's exciting. Yeah. I wanted to do, I mean, because it's been, we've been asked it a, long, a, a lot, like a live commentary on the debate. That'd but, be cool. But we can't because if we show the debate at all, they well, just, let's we get do what Rogan does with Fight Companions. So we'll put a timer on and so you can synchronize it with the oh, show. And then so we'll just talk about it. Interesting. Yeah, we could maybe do that and just watch the debate and, and then just like, it'll be like Mystery Science three, Theater 3000. Yeah. We'll be like, <laughs> no! he didn't and then we'll just talk amongst ourselves whatever i don't know yeah. that's what they do on you know we can fact check in real time and you know that's pull up sources idea. and stuff and i think i think what you'll find is trump's probably going to say a lot of things that are incorrect mm. and joe biden's going to say a lot of things that are incorrect and the media is going to tell you that joe biden said nothing wrong and trump said lies and mm. and trump will do it on purpose but biden will right. do it on accident no 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 like a lie biden's versus a being wrong they say Trump right. lies all the time. And I'm like, eh, look, not all the time. That's a that's a he's wrong hyperbole. a lot. He's wrong a lot. You know, he's wrong about things. But does that mean he's intentionally misleading you? I, dude, you, can yes. you read his mind. No, no. Sometimes, you know, if someone's lying or not. You know what I mean? So Trump lies. They all lie. Who doesn't lie? Joe Biden Impossible. kicked off his campaign with a lie. Oh, yeah. The Charles, whole thing is lies. Bernie Sanders Charles doesn't lie. Yep. But that's why he's not running for president. I, I don't. I don't believe that. You think I, he's a liar? I, I yeah. used to think he was honest. Now I think he's a liar. Yeah. I think he's a pushover. Bernie lost. Right. Me. 
I, I, but he wouldn't lie. That's why he got pushed over. Dude, what news outlet was it where they were like, here's the exact moment Bernie stopped saying millionaires and billionaires and started saying billionaires. And they're like, it coincides with when his book cracked a million dollars. Something like that. It's like, dude, I don't trust that he'd guy. Been, he'd been regurgitating that rhetoric for like 40 years, you know, 30 years ago. A millionaire was a millionaire. The millionaires. They, kinda... The Democrats had a good thing with Tulsi. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Tulsi tried like, so. Her. She's, she tried so hard to like. She's holding on to the right and the left and being pulled apart. It's like it's like that scene in Spider Man, you know, where the train is going and Spider Man's got the you know the webs and he's trying like no nah, to stop the train. Yeah. Tulsi was doing that, but there's nothing she could do because the right was more than willing to be like, sure thing, Tulsi, come on and, and talk to us. And the left was like, burn the witch. She's a well, Trump supporter. She came out um, against Hillary in 2016, and she was yep. like after the WikiLeaks stuff. And then the day Julian was arrested, she went on MSNBC and was like, free him now. So she's always taken like a controversial stance and she doesn't really toe the establishment line. They just couldn't handle it. She's she's where Democrats used to be. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to stay here. And the party's just jumped off the edge. Yeah. She would have been great, though. What's, I she, what's she doing now? Because she's not running again. I don't know. I'd love to see her as like Secretary of State or something. Trump. Well, I remember when the American conservative wrote that Donald Trump should fire John Bolton and hire Tulsi yes. Gabbard instead. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, I love that conservatives are saying that. Because, like, all of the things they disagree with Tulsi on, they found this point where, like, we agree Tulsi should be doing this job. Well, she's perfect on foreign policy, so why not use her as for foreign policy? Trump should. Yeah. I feel like – I don't understand why – maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe Trump knows something I don't. I feel like there are so many things that Trump could do that would just, like, get him a landslide victory he doesn't do. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like weed. Uh, uh, weed. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he there, – there's, there's this uh, graph or whatever you want to call it data from NBC News, where you can slide voter demographics left and right. And they were like, based on demographic changes right now, if nothing changes from 2016, Joe Biden wins. But if Trump wins just 3% more of the black vote, he wins. Just 3%. The crazy thing was, like, there's a certain point at which you could flip Illinois if Trump actually was able to get the black vote. So Trump just launched that, I don't know if you, what was it called? The Platinum plan for the black community. $500 billion. The Klan and Antifa are going to be labeled uh, domestic terrorists. And I don't know if that's going to be enough. I I wouldn't know. I mean, I don't know if you guys have any opinions on whether it's going to, you know, change the game or help him out. I think it was a coward move. What was? I think that branding Antifa and the Klan, who's like, where is the Klan, you know? Um, without branding Black Lives Matter a terrorist organization, I think that it was the coward way out. I think it it, it was very clearly political. Yeah, because uh, well, Donald Trump did. He's been not too kind to Black Lives Matter. Right. What did What did he say? He's like, they're a Marxist organization, and if I'm wrong, I'll lose an election. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> That's the kind of attitude people like. But people keep blaming like, oh, it's just Antifa. It's just Antifa. And it's not. It's Antifa and it's Black Lives Matter. And I if people even... are too scared to say that, then right. it's, it's like, all right. <laughs> but what, what I've always said is I don't I don't think it's it's like it, it is true. It's Antifa and Black Lives Matter. But I would just say it's Black Lives Matter because the Antifa guys are flying the Black Lives Matter flag and they're recruiting people not under the name Antifa. Right. You're not going to go to a college and be like, who wants to abolish capitalism and get massive numbers? You'll get some people. You know, there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. But if you go there and say Black Lives Matter, they're going to be like, I'm in. Then you could be like, here's your here's your club. Here's your pitchfork. Here's your mask and your shield. Go throw these bombs. Then people are going to be like, oh, I know a lot of 
Well, I know people that would identify with Black Lives Matter that aren't terrorists, though. They're like normal people and, that are and, confused. And, and will they go out and protest? I don't know. Maybe. And when these people do, do they run and stop the extremists wearing all black? No, they would run away from that stuff. And so they you, you get a large mass of people who provide cover to extremists for four months straight. Yeah. But so you, have, sh- you have people that run from it that, that don't want sure, anything sure. to do with it. And those people shouldn't be branded terrorists just because they identify with the. But sure, it, sure. It, but this has been going on for like 150 days. Though. Mm-hmm. If you're still like, yeah, Black Lives Matter, after seeing all these cities burn, all these businesses destroyed, then you're supporting it. It's like being like, well, you know, I don't agree with ISIS bombing the buildings, but like they're just doing things because they believe in it. You or know? or it, it, it's or it's like waving their flag. And then when someone's like, why are you waving that? You'd be like, oh, because it's this cool. It's this new thing they're doing. And then when you're like, don't you know, they do these things and they go, oh, I didn't know that. Well, what about the people that put BLM on their Twitter profile? They're trying to protect themselves. I I think. Yeah, I think it's a combination of that. A lot of people are like, please leave me alone. I'll say whatever you want me to say. And there are a lot of people, dude, if you, if somebody walked around with a sickle and hammer, would you assume that they're ignorant or that they support communism? At this stage, ignorant. You think people would be ignorant? Yeah, I think people are so uneducated that they think communism is cool. So is it possible then that the people who are supporting Black Lives Matter know about the stories, but think it's not true? Oh, it's possible. And- the reason I'm saying, okay, I, I'm on Twitter, I'm on like Tinder, I do these dating apps, and like I'll be swiping, and I'll see girls that are like rainbow flag BLM. And I know they're not terrorists. They're just, they're just like, I want to do the right thing. You know, they're that. They're- it reminds me of that photo of everyone doing the Roman salute to Hitler, except for the one guy who's crossing That's, his arms all angry. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not interested, man. If you want to be a blind zealot without reading or doing any, infor- you know, right. any research, then, then you, they're not um, terrorists. They're blind zealots. I would have agreed yeah. with this, like the first month of riots. At this point, if you're still supporting it, you're complicit. And I, I have no problem with saying that they support terrorists. I, honestly, I think that people are having a hard time drawing a distinction between the fact that black lives actually matter and the organization Black Lives Matter. Right. Well, so when well, Donald Trump is trying to appeal to black people and he's saying, I'm intentionally not designating Black Lives Matter a terrorist group, but I am designating Antifa a black uh, uh, a terrorist group. Maybe that's a, that's obviously political ploy to say I'm not going to estrange these people. That's a good right. that's a good but point. It, because, you know, and, and the girls that I think on Tinder they're not part of the movement. They're just saying that Black Lives Matter. That's they're that's, making that statement. That's, and that's I was I, I, and listen, or maybe I hate to play into what is it Godwin's law. Yeah. This is this is this is exactly how. Not not to accuse them of being Nazis. What I'm saying is people often ask, how was it that all of these people just went along with Hitler? It's just because they didn't know or care because they didn't read the news. And they were starving. They, they Well, the, right, the economy was in the gutter. And then here comes along this guy who's like, I'm going to fix everything for you. He starts fixing it. They don't get they don't care. They're just like, well, the economy is better. And it's funny because that's what the left says right now about Trump. But that's not Trump supporters going around destroying the black community. Like you literally have white Antifa running through Atlanta, burning down businesses. And when I tell these activists, I'm like, do you think it's wrong that a bunch of white suburbanites from like upper class families are damaging and destroying black businesses and migrant businesses? Do you think it's a bad thing? And they're like, well, you need to understand the, the pain they feel and why. I'm like, no, no, I don't. No. If you want to go and destroy the life of a, of, of anybody, I'm not going to, I, look, I can understand, you know, I'm not going to empathize. I'm not going to sympathize. I'm going to be like, arrest that person. But think of, if you could have understood Hitler and got through to him. 
and talk to him before I think a, he went no, no, crazy. No. You a, could have averted that war. A lot of people understand him. He's nuts. But I mean, he, well, if, he was if, nuts. At he was the time, if, if someone could have gotten through to him and shown him love before he went crazy, he it might not have gone crazy. That's so that's that's, that's too hippie dippy for me, man. Well, it, it's both. It's real. If you if you have no empathy, it's not. People won't change. It's not. It's it's not about empathy. It's like there there there's a line between a group of psychopathic zealots who won't talk to you, who are f- fanatically screaming because they're paranoid and delusional, and they're going and burning down people's buildings, and then you have people defending them. I think my, my point is they are not psychopathic zealots. Okay, people me, can behave like a psychopathic zealot, and then they can behave normally, but here's, it's here's, not that here's, they are one or the other. They can just change their behavior. Here's the problem with your analogy. What you're, so we're talking about people who are literally doing a thing. They're doing things that are destroying. So imagine if, 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 based on what you're saying, after Crystal knocked, people were like, well, if only after that people went and talked to Hitler and gave him love, he would have stopped. It's like you literally have people going around destroying the Jew- Jewish community. They should be punished. If someone burns a building, they should be punished for that. But that doesn't mean that you should have no empathy. Why, why would I empathize with someone who's like, I hate this group of people and want to destroy their lives? So they see that there's a reason to change, that there's actually hope. I don't. I don't. I don't see how that's going to be their reason to change. I don't. I don't if understand they, what you're saying. If no one loves them and they have no reason to change, they won't. If, if no, I think if somebody does something good, you praise them for it and show them a path. If someone does something bad, you don't be like, "I'm going to let you keep doing this." No, and you punish them for it, and then you learn to understand sure, why sure. they did it. So when did I say that wouldn't happen? Well, I'm saying I put mean, them in jail. I and that the understanding of why they did it comes with the empathy. Well, and so why do you think these people are going around destroying the black community and migrant neighborhoods? Because they're poor, because they're... No, no, they're no, 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 no. The white people because who are upper class... shut their jobs down. They can't get a job and they can't no. get an apartment. The overwhelmingly upper class, progressive, six-figure, college-degree kids who make up the progressive left in this country because who are going around burning the things down. international settlements has printed $90 trillion What of fiat does that have to do with rich people? What does that have to do with rich people who are well off? Because they're angry at the capital system. But, but the rich... They're, rich. they're still angry at the system. It's Why? a Ponzi scheme. What? They've been no, no, inflating no, 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 no. the dollar no, dude, dude, for dude. like 90 dude, years, dude. What you're saying has nothing to do with people who have everything. I mean, if you want to see why people are disillusioned with the system, it's because the banking establishment no, it's is not. fiat currency no, since it the isn't. 70s, dude. There's no, there's no upper class woke progressive going, oh, gosh darn it, these banks are I'm deflating. I'm one of them. I'm, yeah, but, I'm angry, but I've looked for a different path. And that's path. not the woke left who are burning down yeah, black communities. I very communities. easily could have been that guy. That's you. I'm talking about the woke left that that are the, uh, the okay, the 8% of this country that are progressive, that have college degrees, that tend to make more than $100,000 a year, are not oppressed, are not doing poorly. They're not poor. Dude, they saw they're, Zeitgeist, man. They know no, that the Federal no, Reserve is No, they didn't. Dude, you're talking did. about the wrong people. I I disagree there. Neither of us know. So, no, I do know I mean, because you don't I'm, know, you don't know I'm, those people. I'm specifically citing the more in common study that found 8% of this country who identify as progressives who, who make more than six figures and make up the woke left. That's the specific data I'm referring to. These are the people who make up the violent groups that are organizing this destruction and going down, burning buildings down. These are not poor people organizing well, this. I'm saying you don't know those people. You know their demographic. Neither of us know those people. And we have a general idea of what they think. White people are oppressors. I think Whiteness they saw Zeitgeist. So, That's not Zeitgeist. I mean, it's, ge- it's a general idea. of People Dude, that are in their 30s right you, now, 25, they saw Zeitgeist. 25-year-olds. loose change. Those th- people that was, saw the, you Dude, know, that was all 15 this. years I, I, ago. 
That was I know a twenty five year old. Their dad, years, their parents saw it. Dude, and are disillusioned, raising these kids like, what am I going to do? A ten year old did us. not watch that. Those documentaries, dude. A ten year old did not watch that. They're watching woke garbage propaganda, and they're they they come from overwhelmingly white suburbs where they think white people are are oppressors and whiteness is evil. So they go to minority neighborhoods and start fires and burn them down. I think we're doing a lot of assuming right now. No, you are. So You're, are you. No, I'm not. Saying- I just literally cited the more in common data where 8% have these characteristics. There is a tendency among these people to believe these specific things. You're referencing anecdotal data about how you 15 years ago watched Dude, a psychiatrist. I'm telling you why they're crazy. That's, they're crazy because they, their parents don't care because their parents are disillusioned. Dude, if you think the banking establishment printing fiat is not the problem or a huge problem, then you're missing it. You think these people who are woke are like, gosh, they darn the three trillion dollars. And they don't dude. care. They're asking for more money. Yeah. Why aren't they burning down the Federal Reserve then? And why are they asking them to well, print more money? The federal buildings. So why are they I mean, saying, why are they saying print more? If they, the if they care so much, if they care so much, Good why point. Th- the ba- Occupy Wall Street wanted to burn down the Federal Reserve. Ron Paul wanted to uh, take it out. Ten years ago. Yeah. And so those are the, the same people. The, like no, said they're in the past. not. I mean, it's it's. I, t- I said the Occupy people are supporting Trump right now. And that when well, I went to the deplorable, your deplorable, there were there were Occupy people there wearing MAGA hats saying when they were fighting against the establishment, Trump was their guy. Bernie was at first, then Trump. 25-year-olds did not care do know anything about occupy wall street and right now they're demanding the government print more money and they're saying why don't we just get universal basic income debt deficit spending aoc has talked about deficit spending where the government just keeps printing more and more money to cover the cost of health care so mass inflation wipes out everyone's savings and destroys the working class and they know that that's going to happen she's anyway. calling for I it know. and they're psychotic no because dude. they know it's going to destroy the economy hey, and they're, they're still calling for it Ian, may i have a word oh please so i think what you may not be understanding is that the people who are rioting in the streets are communists who believe that the government should have more control. They are not technically anarchists, which is something that bothers Tim. Because anarchists want no government. They want absolutely no control and no structure. The people who That's are rioting true. and burning things down. That's wrong. Well, you're welcome to correct me. Just a second. Let me finish my thought. Um, but people who are rioting and burning things down actually are communists. People <clears throat> like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who think that all you have to do is wish currency into being. So I would disagree with your basic tenet that these people just watch Zeitgeist and don't like the Federal Reserve because they think that they can solve these problems just by throwing more money. They don't even know what the Federal Reserve is. This is well, they should. The problem, the reason why they're tending towards communism is because they've been disillusioned with capitalism. It's the same reason why the Russians went towards communism. That's not true, man. Yeah. They don't even know what capitalism is. It's, it's, they know that it's inflating and they can't get an apartment in San Francisco because it's $3,200 a month now. That's not capitalism. It's, central it's a, banking systems are not capitalism. Well, yeah, of course they are. So when they're complaining they about capitalism, capitalism, they have no idea what they're talking about. They're mad about nebulous and vague oppression systems of whiteness. Especially inflation. They're, it's, they're mad it's, about inflation. What, you know what they're really mad about? They're mad that they have nothing to do with their lives. Humanity won. We have an abundance of food. We're, we're super wealthy. We're all fat. And so they have nothing to do. They have no purpose. So they found one. Defeat the oppressors. That's my mission. Now they're complaining about a system they benefit from. And and it, the, the funny thing is, when when people criticize them for using iPhones, they go, <laughs> "Well, what's that? What's that comic where they're like, I want to improve society?" And then the guy's like making fun of them or something. They they, they seem to think they have. There's no criticism of them for using computers made by slave labor in Southeast Asia. They're allowed to do that. 
They have no purpose. They have no mission. They have no meaning in their lives. So they created one and they latched on to whatever's in front of them. Now, you have a lot of people who just see big brands saying it and they go along with that. But these people don't know what the Federal Reserve is. If you ask them, they'd say, what's that? You would say, do you know what the Federal Reserve is? Oh, that's what they would. That's what they would say. I guarantee you, you may find one person who knows what you're talking about. It's a lot of conjecture. We don't know. Dude, I've been covering this for a decade. The the radical left has long history, too, of adopting uh, positions that are already like already common, commonly accepted by society. Like, oh, they're ant- we're anti-racist. It's like, OK, yes. Yeah, so is everybody else. But then they have to paint the Republicans as like this fictional enemy, like everybody's secretly Hitler because they need a common cause because they need power and you get power by inflicting fear. And so when they're going after these things that are already commonly accepted by society, like everybody's like, yeah, Hitler is not not ideal. They're, so they call everyone Nazi. Yeah, but they call everybody Nazis and they're pretending that this already isn't the public. Like, so what do you what do you do position? What do you do when you have hundreds of thousands of people? who are indoctrinated, zealous, and I'm referring, you know, you know, the picture of the woman whose eyes are bugging out and she's like, yeah. you know, yeah. like that kind of person or the, like, there's it, fa- there's a really funny video with a woman, the white woman screaming at the black cop mm-hmm. and she's holding up a sign on the back that says fragile on it. Yeah. Cause it was just like a, a box and then on the, on the front it says black lives matter or whatever. And then some guy's like, don't, excuse me, ma'am, don't you think it's inappropriate for you to be screaming at this black woman this way? And she's like, I'm the only one who can stop the racism and she's part of the system. What do you do? When those people are running around screaming their, their, their zealous cause, have plugged their ears, don't know, don't care, just want you to suffer because you are the other. I appeal to their entertainment bug. So like write music and acting and stuff like that. But they're banning people who do that. Well, I mean, you can, music, musicians aren't really banned. You, that's what do you mean? The only way lady, to get lady, people, lady you know? Antebellum had to change their name yeah. and then they stole the name from an actual black blues singer. I, there's always exceptions, but for, I think music is, Probably the best way to get through to those people. So you think like writing a song, telling them their ideology is bad, they would they would go along with no, it? No, writing a song about love and how it it's good. But they, they say those exact same things, dude. It's like I defer to Daryl Davis when he tried to talk to them and they called him a Nazi. That here's a out. here's a guy who said he could talk to, you know, Klansmen and they'd listen. And when he went to the Antifa guys, they screamed at him and called him a Nazi. One time. Yeah, the one time he tried. It happened once. I mean, and it was a group of people saying outside and here, a black man walks up and says, Hey, and they're like, get out of here, you white supremacist. And he was like, what? But the way he got through you to know? those white supremacists was through his jazz music. Well, it was through talking to them. Yeah. He went to their rallies and they'd come to his shows and they'd see him play and they'd be like, I've never seen a black guy play music like that. that I mean, how he got through to the first guys. What, what he said was that it was when they became friends with him and just talked to him, they realized the stereotypes they heard weren't true. So what do you do? When you have a group of people who are trained specifically by the organizers to start chanting the moment you try talking, you walk up to them, they'll start, they'll start mindlessly chanting, Black Lives Matter, or, or Mike, check, Mike, check, so that no one can speak. They just shut it down. I remember when I was in, um, where was this? Um, it was in California, it was just outside of LA, and there was a Trump rally and then like an Antifa rally. I walked across the street to the Antifa rally and I was like, I was like, hey, how's it going? You guys, anybody you want to talk to me? And then all of a sudden, an organizer ran up and started chanting. And they all started chanting, just like chanting to each other. And I'm like, I can wait. And they kept going. And then, and then she went, mic check. They all yell, mic check back. And she goes, do not talk. 
Do not talk to anyone, to anyone. They are tricking you. They are tricking you. They are trying to make you fascist. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk away. I walk over to Trump guys. I'm like, anybody want to talk on camera? And they're like, I'll do it. Yeah, I'm like, okay. The left did that to me real bad at the DNC. And then again on inauguration day, they like surrounded me and started chanting F you, Cassandra Fairbanks. Wow. <laughs> Take personalized. Yeah, I was that. like... <laughs> All right. It's, I was just trying to walk to the White House, but okay. <laughs> it's a it's it's a cult. Yeah. And it's growing. And the Democrats support it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like Trump banning critical race theory and then expanding his ban. I'm like, good. These dude, it's funny, you know, religion is it's like faith plus ideology. And so we say we want a separation of church and state. And most people are willing to accept that. Even many religious people will accept that. But what about the straight up ideology and the non-theistic, you know, religious practices of the woke? I've been thinking about this a lot. I think that there's been like a really steady decline in in religion, like in general in the U.S. And I think that people are replacing it because they need something to believe in and to be part of. And they've been yeah. replacing it with politics instead of replacing it with things like family or relationships. Um, and I think that it's kind of a dangerous what what happens to all these people because they're not having kids? They're all on birth control. They're all pro-abortion. I was I was reading something that was really interesting. There's there's two stories. One of them said that in the early in the in the late 90s, early 2000s, conservative families were having an average uh 2.01 kids per family, and liberals were having 1.73 or something like that. And then I think about the Pew research today that says Generation Z is slightly more conservative than millennials, but very similar. And I don't think it's because, you know, Gen Z is just becoming conservative. It's because there's more of them. Because, you know, 20 years ago, liberals weren't having as many kids as conservatives. I read another study that that said mathematically, liberals and like like a colloquial liberalism, as we call it today, will cease to exist because they're substantially more likely to abort their own offspring and to encourage others of their tribe to do so, and to accelerate the rate at which they do. So they looked, it was, I read this a while ago, but it was looking at like the rate of acceptance of abortion and the limitations were rapidly and exponentially being reduced on the left. So like it started with abortion should be, should be safe, legal, and rare. Then it became, well, women should have it if they choose, but only under certain circumstances. Now it's very rapidly become Whatever the woman decides with her doctor is her business and no one else's at any point during pregnancy. And they celebrate it. And like, on, exactly. So it's like the Samantha B and all that. And the, Michelle Wolf is her name, right? Morbid. Yeah. yeah. Conservatives have maintained pro-life, no abortion, except in rare, you know, safe, legal and rare for the most part. The, the, so I was reading and they said the basic, ma- basic mathematic equation then is religious conservative families who have more kids on average and do not encourage abortion and do not get abortions are more likely to increase their population in numbers, whereas liberals are more likely to either not have kids or actually abort their own kids or even encourage people they know to get abortions. Makes sense. In which case, in 20 or 30 years, you're going to have way more conservatives. And maybe that's why there's been this like the, the Gen Z shift, as I mentioned. They're, again, they're still they're fairly progressive. But they're slightly more conservative on some issues. I wonder if this is why now we're seeing this like domination of Republicans in, polit- in, in politics. Apparently, I was reading that like Democrats dominated the House for gener- like decades until like 2000 or something like that or whatever. I don't know, 94 maybe. I wonder if now as we move forward, it's going to start shifting more and more towards moderate right wing because the left 
not having kids, aborting their kids. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ascribing uh, judgment on, on, on their morals. I'm saying quite literally, it's a fact they do this. Some suggest that because cultural institutions are dominated by leftist ideology, that the children of conservatives will start adopting these views. And you see this with like the, tic- the TikTok kids claiming like, my Trump supporting parents are so dumb, I'm moving out. And so there's that, you know. But if they have five kids, how many of them become leftists and don't have families versus how many do? And then you end up with religious, you know, religion dominating the planet because they reproduce. I'm, I'm afraid that this that this psychotic, you know, Antifa thing is the, like a new religion. It's kind of like you were saying this political religion that people. Are. So I don't know if it's Christianity is the answer. I, I don't. I'm not a fan of like organized Christianity just because I don't like the money, like paying money to the to to worship God doesn't make any sense to me. But maybe there'll be like a spiritual revolution that can can bind the the left and the right and the, the conservative and liberals to see like a unity like nassim harriman really has finished einstein's field equation he shows there's a unified field theory what it's all one type of matter you know electromagnetism more or less i, I wonder if what separates and this is just my personal opinion I, I know it's not academic what separates a religion from a cult is whether or not you protect and create life versus whether or not you destroy and, and end life yeah, I think so. We're talking about reversing entropy. I mean, that's my, I think, because you said the natural tendency of life is entropy, you know? No, it's ac- the natural tendency of life is... Entropy? It, it's just it's, to fall apart. Things fall apart. Entropy, is, right. But uh, life is organizing complex systems into further and more complex systems. To so prevent entropy, to make entropy happen slower. But it creates more entropy as it goes. That's a good point. So it's an interesting phenomenon. But if, if you look at Antifa and Black Lives Matter, what do they do? They destroy and they end life. Yeah. And you look at conservatism, and I'm not saying it's perfect, but I'm comparing it to the, having kids specifically because I know religion started war and, you know, and, and killed a lot of people. But you have these, like, you know, Amy Coney Barrett, big family, adopted a couple kids, had a bunch of kids of her own, and she's raising them with these values that is protecting and encouraging life. It may you know, as some of the left say, restrict some of their, you know, choices and individuality or whatever, if we have collective law and stuff like pro-life versus pro-choice. But the ultimate point is not about individual freedom. It's about whether or not you protect and create versus destroy and kill. I'm, I'm interested in your, what was your history, like your religious background? Um, well, I was baptized Catholic, but oh, wow. raised pretty, <laughs> um, non-religious. So... I've been, I mean, once I moved to DC, I started going to church a little more. It's beautiful churches there, but I'm not, um, I was not raised overly religious. Like, Lydia, I guess you're a good example. You were raised intensely religious, but you've turned out very, like, logical, kind of middle of the road. Yeah. So I was raised really conservative Christian, and I kind of came away with the strong aspects of that and some kind of balance. Slightly, I like to think more moderate. I appreciate everything my family did for me, but I like to think that I'm a little more moderate. I'm not a bigot, obviously. They're not either. I'm not a zealot. I'm not like a, I don't know, a hardline Christian. And you had the internet. Like, you were able to see the logic in the in the world, but you were raised with the the morality. I didn't use the internet to find logic at all. I was always kind of that way. I was always questioning and asking finding out the truth for myself so i don't know i mean 30 years ago would have been tough to be raised religious because you didn't have any outside way to to learn anything other than what you were told by your parents and now you know you can just jump on the internet and and like fact check 
all the crazy stuff that they say, but take the good stuff that they say because, you know, Christianity is really has a lot of good tenets. I just wonder if if we've lost something as a society with people like moving away from religion and moving towards finding communities online instead of communities in their like their local neighborhoods at church I would, or I would mosques say, or whatever, whatever so. their faith is. I would, I would say absolutely yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because local communities were built upon the collective need to survive. That was a, a, a society. Humans are social beings because we survive together. Now people go online and the, the most ridiculous fringe community has a lot of members. Yeah. And so like if you were in your neighborhood and you were part of like, I don't know, like the Yu-Gi-Oh fan club and there was no one who played, you'd eventually be like, I can't do this. You know, when I was little, I played drums and I had no one to play music with. Nobody cared. So I eventually stopped. And then I met some people who were like, we don't need a drummer. We need a guitar player. And so I changed that thing about me to fit, you know, what was needed by that group at the time, not playing drums. Now you have people who go online and they find a group of crazy, you know, fringe beliefs and it encourages and emboldens. And then they adopt beliefs, not based on collective survival, but based on just the fact that the organization exists. I was I was listening to something interesting about this, and then we can go to super chats because I know we're getting late. But I was I was listening to somebody talking about how there's a community online that likes to watch people feed people food oh, and yeah. gain weight and become obese. And he was like, "All you have to do now is go online." I know it's really weird because Sandra's making a really weirded out <laughs> face at me. Um, it's it's super weird, but you can go online and find people who like exactly the strange, weird. Mm-hmm messed up dare i say judgy judgely um things that you like and that's all you have and that becomes your echo chamber and you don't have to coincide with anyone else you don't have to band together for survival because you got it all made obviously since your interest is like obesity that's really weird <laughs> but you just go and you find people who like what you like and you don't ever have to talk to anybody else yeah. and i think that's hugely problematic I, being in this house with you guys has been incredible <laughs> for the last eight months or whatever because we're so different. We're all, we all have a similar, I, we want the honest, you want to be honest and learn, but like we're very different. So being surrounded by that non echo chamber is very helpful to stay Arguing, you and I argue a lot oh, yeah. off, off camera. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I love it's it. fantastic. It's Cause like, like we just had this argument right now. It's great. I'm glad, I'm glad we had these discussions. Different perspectives yeah. and then we challenge each other. You don't get that when you when you join a hive and everyone agrees with the same thing. And that's the crazy thing about what's happening right now with whatever the right is, is that I can have a, uh, an argument about pro-choice versus pro, pro-life with someone like, you know, Seamus of Freedom Tunes who's very pro-life. And we're both just like, man, like I respect the dude. I don't know how to agree. Like there's like a, a, a it's just like a thing. It doesn't exist in my brain, you know, and we, we hit that impasse and we, we, we have conversations about it. And then we find out where the line ends and we don't know how to move forward. And we're just like, well, you know, and then we make jokes about other things and we move on. And I know that he'll go and vote how he wants. I'll go and vote how I want. And I think when you have sane, rational people, someone like Seamus or, or any other pro-lifer is probably very upset over, say, Roe v. Wade or, or a lot of these, you know, like of Planned Parenthood. But they're not going around smashing buildings and starting fires. There were people who did, you know, but that's we don't like those people. So I can have a, I can have a conversation with someone who agrees if we vote and move in a direction, then what you do is you fight for your ideas. You argue for your ideas. You don't burn everything to the ground because you don't get your way. And the founding fathers notoriously argued like banshees. I mean, mm-hmm. John Adams and Thomas Jefferson were like best friends and not worst enemies, but you know how you would call it. Oil and water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They died on the same day. Isn't that wild? Wow. Literally. Yeah. I think I think John Adams. July 4th. John Adams, too, passed on. Um, the same year, the same day. John Adams 
um, passed this like anti-speech bill, the Sedition Act, and then Thomas Jefferson got in and got rid of it, and then released everybody. Dude, and like, I love that. <laughs> clearly story disagreed. Of those yeah, guys. yeah. We got to do super chats. Um, this is really important. Uh, Kyle, what says? Remember, there's a Pokemon named Timpole that wears a beanie. Also, that face when no Lydia, no Lydia GF. Uh-huh. We were just talking about that Pokemon before. That's the why show. I brought it up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's it's it's, it's not wearing a beanie. He's wearing headphones. The Tim Pool Pokemon is wearing headphones. It's also blue and gray, and it's like... Whoa. What year was that? Did that Tim Pokemon... I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, like, I wear the gray beanie, and it's got, like, blue and gray Whoa. ear things. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's That's weird. Some subconscious... Uh, All right, let's see. We got weird. some more Super Chats. Archerable says, in STL Outer Burbs, seen 17 Biden signs, two across from my house, four Trump. It's worse on the Illinois side. Nine Biden on one block. Not worried for Missouri, but don't get complacent. I gotta say, man, I'm not... I've never seen a Biden sign. We saw a Biden bumper sticker earlier today. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That would freak me out. It'd be like a, like a horror story. Kind of freak me out. I was like, yeah. hit him. No, I, I was like, <laughs> hit the gas. Honk like, the horn. <laughs> don't <laughs> say that. Joking. This is YouTube. You're going to get in trouble. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> uh, I'm not entirely confident Trump's going to win. And, and I know a lot of people are like, Tim goes back and forth on this. The first thing I'll say is, if you watch my videos out of order, my opinions change. And they're like, wait a minute. I watched this video. Yeah, what was the date on it? But also right now, we've got all these smears coming out against Trump, like the October surprises. There's not going to be an October surprise. There's going to be like 50. It's going to be hilarious. The way I described it earlier is like there's going to be like an explosion in front of the White House. You know, we already saw fires. Then like a clown is going to break through the window, roll onto the field and start like dancing. And then then like a helicopter is going to land and a bunch of command. It's going to be the most ridiculous, nonsensical comic event of October surprises. There's going to be a, there's going to be deep fake videos. It's going to be ridiculous. Trump doing weird things. We're already seeing deep fakes all over the place. Yeah. Did you see the RT one? No, which one? Oh, RT made a deep fake of Trump accepting a job at RT after he loses the election. <laughs> and it is like somebody described it as God tier trolling. And I was like, yeah, that you nailed it. <laughs> it was so good. Highly recommend looking for it. It's hilarious. All right. We got another one here from. Alama Dorius, he says, Tim, I get your complaints about Canucks talking about the U.S. election. But remember, we are next to the sleeping elephant. And more often than not, we get dragged into whatever the U.S. does. So we have a legit concern with who is running your country. No, I get it for sure. And it's true for a lot of other countries, too, man. You know, the U.S. is dominant in a lot of ways. Chet Chisholm says, Cassandra, I hope your daughter is doing okay. That's not something any kid should ever experience. You both may find flotation therapy beneficial to unwind and may even help with your insomnia. Flotation therapy seems cool. I've looked it up. I, I saw a group on for it once, and I, I was looking into it. But. Joe Rogan has sleep uh, sensory deprivation tanks. Nice. I should get one. Put it yeah. in the basement. Do it. Okay. I'll come over all the time. <laughs> I've never done it. My friends have done it. It's supposedly, like I've really heard fun. really good things. Yeah. You it's just, just like really darkness. Thick salt water, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you just lay in it, and you can't see anything or oh, hear anything. That so freaked amazing. me out. I, I think I like it. I'm I don't know. Kind of a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> I would have like a sensory withdrawal. Yes. I'd be like, yeah. Yes. They they say that when you when you don't when you're not experiencing any sense like sensual uh, sen- sensory. You know, sensual is the yeah. word. <laughs> sensual. Oddly when you when you're having sensu- uh, sensory deprivation, that your mind fills the gaps and you'll hallucinate and stuff. Yeah. Man, it would be crazy. Yes. I I, I got to give it a shot. Keckman says, I like how Ian plays devil's advocate, even though I disagree sometimes, but it's good for podcast discussion. Well, that's, that's exactly it. You know, like if we're going to argue about something, 
there has to be some kind of challenge. We can't just sit here going, I agree, I agree, I agree, I, I agree with you agreeing. I tend to think like that too. Like if someone makes a statement, I'll think of, even if it's like a one or 2% chance that maybe there's a different way, I just, my mind just goes there. So I bring it up. And I almost always have my whole life, and it's made for good conversation. And it doesn't reach the absurd levels of you saying two plus two is five. Yeah, because I'm not obsessed with being right. It's just it's just interesting to look at it from a different perspective. Here's a good one. David said, I bet you a dollar that cop is still armed. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so, too. They, 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 they say, we're taking your gun. I he mean, probably went, sure. Mm. And then someone gave him a gun. gun yeah. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Let's see. Godless Monkey says, should the people involved in ballot harvesting have their citizenship revoked if they're immigrants? No. I think once you have citizenship, you have citizenship. If you have a permanent residency and you commit these crimes or whatever, that's a different story. You're not a citizen. I'm fine with revoking citizenship. I think <laughs> I'm it's, like, bye. I think it's, uh, I'm, I'm not a fan. I think a citizen is a citizen. But if you, if you cross that line, then we have to make sure we don't come to the point where we're like, you're not a citizen anymore. And you know, I, I don't what, like the government at, like, doing that. At what point, though? Like, if somebody's been here for a week and they're already like no, trying if they're to a citizen, defraud the election. It, yeah, but, you know, for, if they've been a citizen for how long? Like, if somebody's been a citizen for 10 years, it's a little different than if somebody's been here for two weeks. To become a citizen takes a really long time. You're yeah. not just going to show up one day and be a citizen. You're going to be here for like, if you're getting married, it could take four or five years. And so then if you gain your citizenship, you've crossed all those hurdles and then commit a crime, you go to prison. Congratulations. If you're a permanent resident, you're not a citizen, we can send you back home. That's the craziest thing that anyone would, would, would like, if we have a criminal here, why, why are we paying the prison bill? They, they complain about our over, overpopulated prisons, but then argue that Ill, Ill, illegal immigrants should go into our overpopulated prisons. Just send them home. They won't go to prison. Yeah. They'll just be home. And then we won't got to pay that bill and they can be in home. I don't know why we're paying. Are they for afraid because they'll come back, so they want to put them in a prison, so they can't? Come no, back? it's because deportation is wrong to the activists. Oh, yeah. and so they're like, put them in prison. It's better. It's like, why are we paying the bill for overcrowded prisons? We want prison reform, not more people in prisons, man. Yeah, private you know? prisons are crazy. Let's see. Um, Hydro PX says Trump has been saying it for three years. It's called a witch hunt, similar to the Salem witch trials. The episode is one of the colonial America's most notorious cases of mass hysteria. Interesting. Let's see. Um, Matthew Bird says, please check the mic volumes. Only Tim's is at optimal level. Yeah, we, we, we've got to do uh, that. That's definitely true. We've oh. got to do a, a, a yeah. volume I check. Think after that, I was tweaking them a little bit and I still have a hard time getting the sound just right. It's going to take me. I got to bring time. my it's treble up because Tim's voice is like higher than mine. My, I, bleh, I sound no, like a sloth. No, but I got to I got to either talk like this yeah, that's good. or yeah, just talk, talk like, like this, this yeah. and turn the treble up. My name is Ian. Like, I could go like this, but it <laughs> yeah, just takes a lot of energy. You should talk like this. I go like that. They're coming for your income tax. <laughs> JC Xmas says, I'm 55 and a veteran. We just started another party and call it the Common Sense Party, i.e. Thomas Paine. I nominate you, Tim. I don't want to be involved in any political party. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it's like I just turn the camera on and talk about my feelings. Like I, we... I, I read the news. Then I try and figure out what's true and what isn't. And then I talk about how I feel about it. Like, Do we even need political parties anymore? I'd be fine with getting rid, rid of them. <laughs> Yeah, but it's think- a it's a free speech issue though. You're allowed to. You're. It, it, w- they're definitely a problem in my opinion because they're private organizations that dictate debates and stuff like that, and then they can they play dirty games. But it's a free speech issue, man. You could have the most well-meaning party anyway, and it would get corrupted in a decade because the only people who want to be politicians, for the most part, are narcissists who want power and want to control other people. There are. You know, exceptions like Rand Paul, Ron Paul, Massey, people like that. 
But for the most part, the people who try to get into positions of power, even in movements, even, you know, not necessarily political parties, the people who want that power and to seek to lead are generally narcissists, in my opinion. This is kind of crazy. Someone said 911 is out nationwide. Just tuned in now and didn't know if you knew. This was as of roughly 45 minutes ago. You want to Google that real quick? See really? If- oh, wait, I guess, I guess we can't right now. Uh, yeah, someone, someone super chatted that. I don't know. I will also mention that behind Cassandra is one of the displays, and I can see the chat, but you can't make out what people are saying. Yeah, I was trying to avoid that, but here we are. So you can't read what you can't read what anyone is saying. I know, but it's distracting. I want the focus to be on Cassandra. Oh, I know, but it's funny because now people, if you're in the chat, start you know you're gonna appear (laughs) because your chats. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, where we go? Yeah, nine nine one one systems are down. Whoa! Whoa! Wow! Defund the police. (laughs) Unintended consequences. It's good to be armed. Yes, arm yourself. Great Dude, I finally, for the first time, got to go around because we have this massive property. And this is the craziest thing. There's like sniper perches all around where we are because the hunters. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're literally surrounded on every side They're by like, like hunter property. Yeah. It's Whoa. awesome. Yeah. So cool. And so I'm actually, I was actually worried going out there because I don't know what the rules are. Like, what are you supposed to wear when people are hunting and Orange. they're hiding? And I'm not. I'm wearing brown. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go back. You know, it's even Time even, to get an orange beanie. But like, I'm on my property and I can see the tower and like people hiding. And I'm like, I'm going to go back just in case. Because I'm going to, I got to read to make sure I'm doing everything right. Yeah, I'm real. I'm really close to like some ranges and some deer hunting areas. And I was, you can hear it constantly. Yeah, there's constantly gunshots out here. I was warned to be it's careful. It's different though than like, suber- like, uh, urban gunshots <laughs> right 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 i heard gunshots going off and i asked one of the one of, you know one of the locals and they're like that eh, probably target practice or hunting or something yeah. and they're literally like i was actually warned that that you can see where the property lines are if you go into the woods that you might get shot Good not for, for a lot of reasons because the people hunt are hunting and you're not supposed to be there you're trespassing if you go onto this private property oh. yeah exactly so that's why I was like, got to make sure. And apparently there are cameras set up everywhere. This is a crazy thing. I didn't know people did this. Yeah, for to track the animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are cameras the, everywhere. My neighborhood, all the people have uh, the trackers up because we have bears. Whoa. And so they've been posting all the cool bear photos of bear. Like, there have been deer running around. So I see them like cool. eating grass yeah. out here and stuff. We have it. two bears. And there's one photo that one of my neighbors posted. And it looks like the bear's high-fiving. My neighbor oh my was like, I think the bears are doing drug deals in my backyard. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love it. We have like a neighborhood thing. That's oh, so nice. Interesting. Interesting. Doing this, funny. <laughs> like, so right, we got cool. a we got stuff. We got Bear another spray. one. Brock says, "Tim, I personally feel we have a society problem, not a police problem, because just like our military, the police force is a volunteer force. Thus, everyone wants to be there for a reason." Yeah, I hear you. Let's see. The other white nerd says, "Tim, you mentioned with Seamus that you were pro-choice, as you can't get past telling women what to do with their body. It's a little bit more complicated than that. Have you heard of evictionism?" The belief that women have the right to evict, but not kill the fetus. I understand that. My issue is providing your body to someone, not telling someone what they can't do. Like literally the government being like, I would like your blood, please, because someone needs it to live. You know what I mean? I noticed when we were having that debate about um, abortion, a lot of people were talking about like incubation, like being able to gestate the baby outside the womb. Like if that, that technology, I think, is really good now. And people kept kept typing it. In well, the that's chat. that's the crazy thing about no restriction abortion, where you might have a viable fetus and they're like, no questions asked, kill it. Like, that's kind of crazy to me. Like, if it could live, then you're 
then you're like, you could take it out and it would live. Then you're choosing to kill it. You know what I mean? So it, it gets really interesting as we get to the point that that's why I say I'm pro-choice, but like Tulsi, there's like serious restrictions on, on, on when and how long and stuff like that. But then it gets interesting with technology. If you can incubate a baby in a plastic bag, like they did that, those sheep or whatever, those lambs, then at what point is it like, well, if it can live, you know, it becomes really, really crazy. I don't know it. Cause then at a certain point, it's like, if it can live, then you are choosing to kill it. If the technology existed. Hydro says, Tim, have you ever thought about taking boxing lessons? No, I've taken Kung Fu lessons though. I, I actually have, uh, quite a bit. It was fun. Learn how to fight with those sticks. Oh. Yeah. What are they called? The Boken? I think they're called Boken. Yeah. And, uh, I had a guy train me on that stuff. It's been a while though. Let's see. Uh, let's see where we at. Talbot Link says, Gamergate name came from Game Journos applied to a certain angry group. An indie game maker, <laughs> I'll just say it, filleted five game journals for good reviews and the story got out. Gamergate is the people that got mad at, at that. It grew from there. Interesting. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's, we'll jump down to some of these super chats. Where are we at? Jeremy Rainman says, Tim, universal mail-in voting in California is not mail-in voting. It's much worse. It's online voting. They're mailing barcodes and people use barcodes to vote online. It's a complete disaster or will be. What? That means people in Russia could literally just do it. Oh, wow. That's amazing. This is going to be nuts. You know what I think's going to happen? I think Trump's going to win and they're going to be like, he cheated. And the polls prove it. There's no way he could have won. That's it. I don't know, though. You know, whatever. (laughs) Let's see. Joseph Henson says, can we talk about the Comey rule and the various interviews surrounding it? What's the Comey rule? I think that was that Showtime. Uh, oh, that movie was, I saw clips from it. It's hilarious. I didn't watch oh, it. I thought it was a parody. I thought it was sat- satirical when they saw the trailer for it. Apparently it was real. Yeah. What is it? Wait, wait, it what is this? Bad. Alyssa Milano didn't pay her taxes. Oh. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> so much to Google, you guys. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Uh, Royal Raptor says, Tim, I'm now imagining you with a flamethrower burning your way through the fake news thick jungle. Keep burning it, Beanie Man. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try. We got a couple of leaf blowers. They're like super high powered. Tim's going to put them behind himself and shoot them backwards <laughs> up, up the driveway on his skateboard. It's a, it's a hill. We're on a, we're, so, so there's another thing. We're elevated. And so it's like every time you walk down, it's, it's like walking a block to the, just to get the mail. And then, Probably more than that. And then getting back up is you're, you're climbing back up. So I'm just like, what if I take two leaf blowers? They're like really high powered and heavy and just stand on my skateboard and just like Iron Man my way up. Like flamethrowers next. That was what yeah, I yeah, yeah. think of. It, I, 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 I think I, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a shot. See if, it, see if I can pull yeah, it off. And then I was thinking it. of getting four of them and just connecting the buttons and then having four. And then you'd be, you'd be going fast. That's awesome. You could probably go like 30 or 40 miles an hour with those things on full blast. Wow. I wonder how many you would need to fly. Because they have weight themselves, they don't displace their own right. weight. So you probably w- probably wouldn't work. Right. But moving, they can make you move, but not elevate. Jonathan Lauren says, "Stream the debate. Crowder does it. You just have to make sure you speak over most of it. Can't let more than a minute go without talking over it. For Fair Use Act. Not sure about exact time. I think you would have a good time with it. I'll be here. Um, sh- we could. Yeah. You know, he got pulled for streaming Biden." I, I would do, I'd rather have it on and just timer. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do, we'll, we'll set a timer with the debate, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of hard. So as soon as the debate starts, we press go on the timer. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll try. And then we'll sit here and make fun of the debate and then you can just play it along with it. I don't know if that's going to work. 
I, yeah, I don't know. Like the fight work. companion, the fights have a clock that but they the synchronize fights, to. The debates don't have an actual clock. I think I don't know. If, I don't know if we can pull it off. To be honest, like we, we've never set anything up like that, and I don't know if it would work. Otherwise, we're no, not going to do the we'll show. Never know if we don't try. You know, we should probably just have the debate on and just do the show, and then we'll talk about the debate, and it'll be like watch it or don't. I don't know. Yeah, we could. If they pull yeah. it, they pull it. I mean, they pulled Crowder for having. No, that I, body, we're not going to stream the debate. I'm saying we'll have the debate on yeah, the background. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we and got then, a TV now we can look at. We'll figure it out, but I'm I'm kind of leaning towards we're probably not going to be able to do it. We'll probably just not be live tomorrow because I want to watch the debate and tweet about it. Jade Kemp says, Biden has advanced Parkinson's disease, brings on dementia. Best treatment is medical marijuana and is needed for patient to function. This is why Trump wants a drug test. Stoner Joe is hot box in the basement. Drug test <laughs> Biden. Follow Jake Kemp's on Twitter. I don't believe that's true. <laughs> I don't. But I believe, oh, someone said something about the Fed. Where, is, where did it go? Wait, hold on. There's um, Menace North says if they go after the Fed, I would go with them. But they are but they are neo Marxists using Black Lives Matter. Is that what you meant to elect the same politicians or using social justice? Let's see. Nicholas Marquise says I'm going to tell my kids this was the 2020 debates. This video. <laughs> yes. Oh, is that that was the part where we were we were arguing? It was hot. I want to watch <laughs> yeah, it. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Uh, let's see. Seth G says, "How much do you think the social think social media plays a part in Black Lives Matter and woke culture in general?" Um, 100. If it didn't exist, there would be no Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Adrian Curry says Ian is too nice of a guy to understand the kind of indoctrinated evil. His argument comes from an inability to comprehend the kind of sociopathic mental break. Judge him not. He he of pure heart. Thank you. I I know, like Charles Manson, for instance, I know he was just a broken psychopath, but there's still humanity in people. People was, are not one way or the other. This is my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, you know, it's how I live my life. All right, let's see. Christopher Barth says you all might want to take a hunting class, not to go hunting, but to know the rules and information the hunters should know, uh, hunters should know around you. And what you can do to help make sure you don't get accidentally shot. Great advice. Yep. Michael Bell says, hey, Tim and friends, just wondering what your thoughts are when it comes to the use of psychedelics during therapy. Um, I'm, I defer to doctors. If a doctor says go for it, I say, sure, whatever. I, I've heard MDMA is fantastic for couples therapy. And, and for getting, PTSD. Yeah, PTS. Yeah. Um, per, my personal experience is yes. Yes, it's great. Fantastic therapy. Yeah, I agree. Here's a... Here's, um, this dude says, watched CancelCon after Cassandra mentioned it. None of them have ever been canceled. Very cringe. All the questions were from pre-approved student groups. Could the Fuentes TPUSA thing be the reason? Probably. I don't know. What is that thing? Oh, were they like went to war with each other? The Groyper War. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, Ben Shapiro holding something called, sorry, my chair is squeaking, uh, called CancelCon while also calling for people to be canceled and being extremely selective on who's allowed to ask questions, who's allowed to engage. It's a bit hypocritical. I don't know. I think... It was boring. To, to <laughs> act like the right doesn't have their, you know, anti-free speech, you know, people. I'm not specifically saying this about Ben Shapiro or anything like that. But I think it's more about tendencies. The left tends to do these illiberal things substantially more often than the right does. But the right still has... But you know, yeah, but the thing is, I don't is, want to say grifter, but the right will hold events being like we're anti cancel culture, and then and then cancel culture. Yeah, and they do it a lot. Sure. I mean, even with Covington, for example, 
there were a ton of mainstream conservatives who immediately jumped on the bandwagon that he did something wrong. Oh, for sure. And That's, but, but there's, they there's, were ready to throw him, for, throw, throw him to the wolves because they're like, eat me last. But the window right. is going to keep getting smaller. So you feed him Nick Fuentes. But Next, is, they're going to come for Malkin. You feed him Malkin. Next, they're going to come for Matt Walsh. And it's just going to oh, keep totally. getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And I hope they enjoy being eaten this is last. This is the problem of when you're loyal to people who aren't loyal back. And when you're playing by the rules and everyone else is cheating. Yeah. So you're like, okay, you're right. That was wrong. We'll change. And they go, good. And then they don't. Right. And the media won't talk about it. So they weaponize it against you. You give in. And they keep doing it until you're no more. Right. That's why it's really annoying when I talk to conservatives and they're like, I don't think we should regulate Facebook or Twitter or these big businesses. And I'm like, that's fine by me. I'm a liberal. So your ideals will be gone in, in you know, in a couple of years because you think it's okay that they're erasing what you believe. Yeah. Whatever, man. I'm not going to argue. Fine. Whatever. I've always it's the funniest thing. They're like on my Wikipedia page, it says something like Tim Pool agrees with conservatives about social media, you know, censoring them or whatever. And I'm like, it's been a, it's always been a liberal position to regulate big businesses that are uh, infringing upon the commons. Right. How am how have I changed my political alignment by saying we should regulate big companies that are ruining the commons? I worked for a nonprofit where we fundraised on the Clean Water Restoration Act. And like protecting open air and like the environment, because I think big corporations that destroy the commons should be regulated. Same thing with social media, but that's a right wing thing now. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, man. I think it was very centrist is, a you know, it's our, it's our most constitutional duty to, to make sure that no business co-ops the American government. I mean, sure. It's not necessarily what I'm saying, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I think that they're wrong when they call you a right, right winger conservative trying to trying to regulate big tech i mean that's that's an obvious american thing to do it's well liberals were always for regulation conservatives were for like more deregulation not not it's not universal absolute like conservatives only want deregulation that liberals only want regulation but it was a tendency so all of a sudden i'm like i think we should not allow companies to be dumping their waste into like say like the ohio river or was it the cuyahoga or something yeah that's where i'm where from the, like, cuyahoga falls isn't, isn't it, that where it like, caught on fire in the 50s ex exactly exactly yeah. and then they were like we better like pass a law because our water is on fire yeah my and, dad saw it catch on fire <laughs> that's crazy right like two two blocks away so from his house when our water is on fire maybe we need to make and and i guess the the, the problem was there wasn't one company just like dumping, you know, tons of waste. It was all the companies doing a little bit. The Akron rubber boom. Akron was like the rubber capital of the world. They must have had so much industrial waste just pumping right into the Cuyahoga River. But it was all these different companies adding to it. And so they kept saying, I only did Good a little year. bit. Yeah, I only stone. I only added a little bit. It's not my fault. And they were like, OK, everybody, you got to slow down. So I'm, I'm like, that makes sense to me. You know, we, we, we have that, you know, same thing is true for Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and whatever. We have to have reasonable regulation. And they think it's right wing because these companies happen to be left wing. So regulating because left wing only, companies makes you right wing. Is because left idea? and right is just a tribal, you know, mm. uh, you know, association, I guess. I'd love so to go if, deep on, on 230 reform. I think we should have Bill down. I mentioned it to him once because he knows a lot about it. That's, that's so tough, man. That's tough. That's yeah. Tough, we, I mean, tough. it's so important that we free the software code and not try and, make laws about what they have to do because that's my opinion here we go we got uh, kelly prophet says it's an amalgamation of things i call it media anxiety disorder mad group think connected by modern media forms combined uh, forms combined with gaslighting and illusionary truth effect delegating thought to media i think when you have people who can form their own collectives online very easily you just end up with a whole bunch of weirdo fringe conspiracy networks 
There's no unified truth. There's no shared reality anymore. Then you get like the likes of CNN saying that Fox News lives in an alternate reality. And then you get everyone else pointing out that Fox News doesn't even Google Google search how to pronounce names. So they should not be the ones making those claims. Before social media, you had to actually like go out in the world to find a cult to join. Now you can just go online. <laughs> yeah, right. It's ruined cults. It has. There's you know, been studies about how there's fewer cults now because people can find communities online instead wow. of having to join communes. Wow. Yeah. We were just watching a bunch of 80s movies. We watched a bunch of we, – we, what did we watch? We watched Teen Wolf. Man, that movie was oh. terrible. So bad. Oh, wow. My yeah. I, I don't know anything, much uh, about it because it was, it was like made in 1985, but we're like watching it and I'm like I've, – I've, I haven't seen it since like a little kid. I'm like, man, this movie's really bad. It hurt. Oh, wow. but, 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 but there was like a scene where the one dude like runs to his car and jumps in it. And they like drive off. And I just thought about that moment where they have no phones. They have no idea where anyone is. And everything they're going towards in terms of their decisions is the unknown. Mm-hmm. So like you get in your car and you're like, where should I go? Let's go to this place. And who knows what will happen? Yeah. Now it's like you pull up Twitter and you're like, there's a fire on so 4th boring. Street. There's a flood on 3rd Street. Antifa's on 7th Street. Ugh. And Jim's at, you know, Gino's Pizza on 12th Street. You just mm-hmm. know. You know where you're going. You know why you're going there. You know what's there. You want to go to the store looking for something to buy? You already know it's there. You go online. You're like, they got the thing I need. Boom. You go walk there. It's there. There's no mystery anymore. Everything is just solved. It's boring. I think this is part of what contributes to people losing their minds. Wow. Because before this, you your time was occupied by discovery. I remember when I was a little kid and I'd be like, I wonder, you know, I call my friend's house and they're like, he's not here. I guess I'm not hanging out with them today. And then you'd walk around to all the places trying to figure out where they were, wasting your whole day. Nothing. It's like, that's the purpose. You have purpose that day. To yeah. To find the guy. Yep. But now it's like, oh, there he is at the park. And you go there and then you're both sitting there like, this is boring. And like, I would want to go get comic books, my purpose would be. And then, but now you just throw them on. And you're going there. You go there to like, I wonder what comics they have. And you're like going through and you don't know. I and mean, then you go to the guy and you're like, when's Spider-Man getting in? You I, know? I made all my friends at the record store. I used to go hang out at the record store like every day, even if I had no money, like eighth grade, seventh grade. Go sit at the record store, be like, hey, what do you got in today? And then you meet other people there, and then you end up going to the coffee shop to see a band that you heard about at the record store. There's none of that now. You can't go to the Spotify. YouTube and listen to Spotify. And and you go in the comments, and then everyone in the comments is complaining about some fringe political issue, no matter what it is. Or you know what I love? Go to any song, like an older song, and the comments are all, who's here from, you know, insert year? And it's like, eh. Dude, I've got a video called, oh, geez, what is it? October 11th, 2007. It's just a video I made on that day. I just named it that date. And now I've got kids, well, they're 13 now, making comments. This is the day I was born. This is the day I was born. I searched the day I was born on YouTube, (laughs) and this video comes up. Just, and they're all 13, apparently. All these people when, when's the video from? 2007, like wow. October 11, 2007, something like that. Crazy. Yeah. That's weird. You know, I think about how weird it is that there are like people who hit me up who are, who are older, you know, 50s or 60s. And I'm like, man, this person was like having a family and a job and I didn't even exist. And now they're watching my show. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's like timeless. It's like the humans just keep emerging and then existing and then like they're people. Isn't that crazy? The purpose has changed. It's very different. We have so much more power now. So like back in the day, the purpose was to find a cell phone or a telephone to call my mom by 630 and mm-hmm. then to be home. Yeah, by yeah, yeah. And now like the purpose is you can do anything. You can learn quantum mechanics when you're seven because you have all the data in front of you. It's too like, much. Yeah. People's brains are exploding. I remember when I was little, I'd be like, how old was I? Like nine or 10. My mom would be like, come back when the streetlights come on. And then I would just leave. And my mom would have no idea where I was. 
And then I would come back after like, you know, a few minutes after the lights were turned on. I remember my parents would always be like, for every minute you're out past curfew, you're grounded for a day. Brutal. And so I remember like I was four miles from my house pl- at, at, the, at the comic shop playing Pokemon. And I was looking at the clock like I had my rollerblades. And I knew exactly how long it took me to rollerblade full speed home. And I would like time it. I'm like, I don't want to leave yet. It takes me 13 minutes. And then as soon as it hit like, you know, 47, I'd be like, time to go. And I'd just like jump out the door and then go full speed, make it home and I'd be okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. See, those are the days you just didn't know. Your parents didn't know. And you had these rules. Now it's like the kids are chipped basically, you know, like almost literally. Aren't they chipping kids now? You can put (laughs) chips. Well, they have like backpacks that have chips in them that you can track. They have and backpacks like with bulletproof chips that you plates can put in them. their shoes and solar panels on them. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I think we uh, we are well past our normal time. We went long today. It was a fun conversation. That's we went great. a half an hour over, so I was like, we got to super chats. Yes. So uh, thank you everybody for the super chats. Make sure you smash that like button and subscribe. We'll be back. Um, we might be back tomorrow. I hate to do this, to you guys, but we're gonna try and see if we can do something with the debates. It might be too difficult. Whenever there's something like this. I want to actually watch it because, you know, it's part of my job to actually watch and see what they're all saying. And it might be distracting and difficult if we're doing a show instead of actually just hanging out and watching it. So that seems likely that we might not be streaming. But anyway, we will have clips up tomorrow throughout the day from today's show. Make sure you subscribe, like button, notification bell, all of that stuff. The show is normally live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. So we will be back most likely Wednesday. And uh, I don't know if you guys want to mention your socials or anything before we dip out. Yes, I'm Cassandra Fairbanks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Um, you can go, I'm at Ian, Cassandra Rules. Yes, at Cassandra yes. Rules on Twitter. Oh, Cassandra, you've no, changed. I'm Ian Crossland, and I, I'm all over the network. You can find me on basically everywhere. What about you, Cassandra? Yeah, you got me covered. Oh. <laughs> Cassandra you can, Rules. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, – uh, uh, on you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor at TimCast. I use Parlor as mainly as like a backup. I don't really post to it all that often. And I got two other channels where I'm posting all throughout the day, YouTube.com slash TimCastNews and slash TimCast. The TimCast News, I put up a ton of segments, and we're going to have a bunch of segments on this one. And don't forget, you can also follow Lydia at Sour Patch Lids. Sour Patch L Y D S. What was that? What was that hand oh, sign you just did? I She's going. In, that's it. She made the <laughs> sign. Oh no! Uh, thanks so much for hanging out. We'll we'll uh, you know we're on Twitter. Talk to us, and we'll be back Wednesday, most likely, maybe tomorrow, but probably just Wednesday. And uh, we'll see you all then.